RiotCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the Motor City Gaming Studios, Jazzy Fiddle! Don't look at me. I'm looking at you. Quit looking at me. I'm, I'm still looking at you. Don't look at me. I'm sorry, you're right there. Like, I can't... I have to look that way to even introduce our producer, look the, the other Jedi way. Knight! Oh, hello! Okay, now I'm looking the other way. Yep, good idea. Spider-Man's over here. Whatchow! That was my web slinging sound. <laughs> that was horrible. It sounded like, like a whip. Like Indiana Jones. <laughs> it sounds more like a like a twenty two rifle. <laughs> <laughs> sounds more like that sounds your that, mouth full of dildos. No, no, that's twenty two rifles. Pretty accurate. I, <laughs> can we get can we get the producer to look up the sound of a twenty two rifle? Because it sounds nothing like. I'm looking it up, and if uh, some sort of ad rolls in the middle of our show, that's on you guys. That's, <laughs> it's not on us, it's on Jazzy. I'm searching oh, I'm proud. Oh, 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 goodness. Oh, it's all going off the rails. I forgot I can't press those buttons. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Anyways. This really. Start the show. This is a new level. This went downhill faster than any show we've ever done. Yeah, so, anyways. Welcome to episode 136 of the GameZilla podcast. How you doing, Jazzy? How is That sounds nothing like what you Okay, you can't trust you can't trust some shady topics on YouTube. We have to we have to do what I always do. We have to do what I always do and it's scour the internet till I find facts that back up what I yeah. want. There is a time There is like, a time that we called we called producer Oh, here's a little kid. I don't want to. I want your. <laughs> okay, guys. I'm going to give you this review of this 22 caliber rifle. This is Jimmy, a six year old kid giving a review on a real gun. Oh, my goodness. This ain't right. Anyways. There we go. That does not sound like. You're like. It's totally spot on. Listen, listen to it again. Roll it back. <laughs> Can't tell the difference. <laughs> All right, well, we are a video game podcast. We should probably get into it. <laughs> oh man, can you tell the holidays are, are real close, and we're we're not even we're just phoning it in, man. Holidays. Yeah. <laughs> we are phoning it in. All right, so <laughs> episode one thirty six, Gamezilla podcast. Whew. That was uh, <laughs> that was a great intro. That was the best <laughs> intro we've ever done. I think the sound levels are probably complete garbage. They look like they're all blown out. <laughs> so to anyone who was listening, I don't apologize. Screw you. <laughs> Ethan Yerkes, everybody. Please call him if you need any sound effect needs for upcoming videos, <laughs> podcasts. I mean, if you want to make a, a, I heard, a Christmas I, greeting card for your I, parents for Christmas. I heard he's I doing all the gun like effects that. for the new John Wick movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> Jesse, what, what's going on, man? What have you been playing? Oh, man. Well, I beat Final Fantasy 15. So did I. High five. Yeah, on you, yeah. high five. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but it was awesome. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I do want to spoil something, but I won't. But okay. I will say it was awesome. Other than that, uh, played some Overwatch. Uh, finally got... <laughs> we couldn't play with Cable 2 at KX in ranked because you can only play within 1,000 points of people in ranked. And he's to really make it fair. And we're not. Yeah, he's like diamond. We're like silver. So yeah. we couldn't play with him. He's platinum. But there was one night, it only took us like four hours for us to win enough games... And him to lose enough games for us to be within that spread of a thousand points that we could play together, and then we played one game and went to bed. Yeah, that's about right. That seems about accurate. So it took us four hours to grind up to, and him grind down apparently. And to, we lost that game. And we did. However, I will take that loss because the caliber of players that we had in that game, but we had. Uh, cable was way better than all the scrubs we were getting in the lower levels. Yeah. Whew. I, I don't know how the matchmaking works in Overwatch, but all I can tell you is that the ranked matchmaking is broken. I mean, broken. I, <laughs> I'm playing with people that should probably be in like 10 rank. Yeah, they should, the unranked. There you go. Yeah. Oh, you finished your oh. you finished your ten matches. We're sorry. Play ten more. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't talk about my people like that. Okay. The, the gutter. The gutter of the Overwatch world. No, you're you're better than the people we played with. <laughs> Anyways, these people were shooting guns that sounded like your twenty two sound effects. All right, Ebo. <laughs> Ebo, what's up? What you been doing? Man, uh, you know, so the holidays are here. This is the last Gamezilla podcast before Christmas. So. Uh, Honestly, a lot of family time, not a lot of game time. Uh, Pokiel and I did play some more Towerfall Ascension this week, and we're still loving that game. And we made it to a, a boss level that I know we can beat it, but we spent so long getting past the level before it. We only tried it a couple times, and it was like, we don't need to spend another hour trying to make it past this boss level. But uh, that game is still, you know... Tons of fun. Pick up and play, and I highly recommend if you need something around the holidays to play with some friends, Good Couch Co-op with Towerfall Ascension on PSN. Cool. Well, uh, I've been playing a lot of interesting... I played I played some Overwatch, but besides that, I really have been putting most of my time into a lot of the sale games that we've been uh, going on right now. So we have the... I think it's called like the second round of the holiday sales on the PlayStation Network. And I picked uh, – well, first I downloaded some free games. I've downloaded Let It Die, which is a very interesting Dark Souls meets, like, a brawler. It's, it's Meets a, Tony Hawk? No, there's no skateboarding. Like, see, wow. see, yeah. see, everyone gets confused because of Uncle Death on the skateboard, but he's just, like, a sub-character that, like, you interact with. Oh. But Let It Die is a very interesting game in the sense that I really have no idea what it is. It's just so weird. It's so strange that I'm intrigued to play it more. That's all I can, basically I can say. But the, the concept here is it looks like you, you make a character and it has one life, really. So if you die, you start over again. And there's this giant tower that you're trying to scale to find the secret of the gods or something like that. It's really weird, pretty fucked up, really gory. But I'm enjoying it, and it's free. So you should, if you're looking for something to 
really confuse you and maybe you'll like it, I'd, I'd say let it die, check it out, play it. But um, other than that, I was playing Tearaway. I'm really enjoying Tearaway. I never played it back when it first came out. So uh, by Media Molecule, the Little Big Planet creators, it's a super fun game playing it on the Vita. I bought Hyper Light Drifter, which was up for some awards this year. Really cool top-down... Uh, I don't even know what I'd explain this game as. Kind of like a Bastion-type game, but um, super cool, cel-shaded, really cool art, and I could see why it was up for some of the Indie Awards this year. And then the game that surprised me the most, Darkest Dungeon. Uh, a, a dungeon crawler that's all hand-drawn art. Really cool game that's cross-buy, uh, cross-save cross on the PS4 and the Vita. You can buy it right now, and I think the sale might end today. So I'm not sure what time the sale is going to shift, you know, on our release day. But it, you could still pick it up for like 11 bucks. If not, it's like 20 bucks. Even at $20, I'll tell you, it's worth it. It is a super cool game. But um, I, I loved Dragon's Crown, which was another like hand-drawn Art, artsy um, RPG, but that was more of like a side-scrolling RPG. This is this is um, slightly different than that. This reminds me more of like Child of Light, as far as the battling uh, mechanisms, but still really cool. So yeah, I've been playing a lot of like odd, oddball games. Got to feed that indie. Well, you know, I'm getting back into it. You know, I, I started playing Axiom Verge again, and, and it just kind of sparked my whole like this was kind of my angle that I was streaming and I was really focusing with for MCG and I feel like I kind of abandoned it when we all got really heavy into some of the big blockbuster hits this year so after I beat Final Fantasy before I move on to The Last Guardian I decided to give some time to the smaller games to be fair once I beat Final Fantasy 15 I did put The Last Guardian back in because I was going to pick up and continue to play it and I was like man I just don't have it in me right now and I went right to Overwatch. Like, hey, is there anybody on? Let's see if I can play some video games with my friends for a bit. You know, so that had a little to do with it. A little to do with, like, I'm just not super pumped to get back into it. I am going to go back and complete it. But it's just after Final Fantasy fifteen. I think I was just on such a high from that game being so good that I don't think Last Guardian is going to match up. But let's talk. let's talk about that for a second. I haven't felt this good about beating a game in a long time. Yeah. And I've beat, you know, I beat the new Gears of War. You know, we've we've pretty much beat the shit out of Destiny um, as far as story modes go and the raids and all that stuff. So, like, but anything I've completed, at least the story, I have not felt this way since probably Arkham Knight. Batman Arkham Knight would be the last game where I was just so sucked into the story that, like, sleep didn't matter, work didn't matter. I had to beat this game. And uh, this, I didn't feel like that going into Final Fantasy. Everyone knows I'm not a Final Fantasy player. I've never completed a Final Fantasy until this game. And I had little hope that I was going to finish this game. And right around Chapter 7 or 8, everything changed. And I literally just went into overdrive, and I was like, so I was like, screw the open world. We're going linear. I'm finishing this yep. bitch now. And I just powered through the next, what, f uh, seven chapters. 
and um, I'm I was I'm super satisfied. Any any Final Fantasy fan, I think, will appreciate it. But newcomers, I think, can grasp onto this, and and this is a good starting point where I think new people, younger people that didn't experience the older Final Fantasies, this could be a, a building block for them to enjoy future games. I believe you completed it after recording our last show, and the next morning you sent me a message that said. Your homework. And I'm like, homework? Who the hell do you think you are? All right? Uh, first of all... I mean, we all know who I am. I don't know who the hell you <laughs> think you are. But I was like, he's all like, right, let me listen he's to... He's the job of the hut. Yeah. Motor City <laughs> Gaming. Let me hear this out. Let me hey, hear until out. someone chokes me out, you're going you're gonna to have to <laughs> follow my orders then, so I'm, I'm okay I'm with like it. I'm like the dirty rancor handler, <laughs> and Jazzy's like the little, like, uh, fox-looking troll that laughs at your knees. <laughs> Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Foxes are cool, right? Not the, the he, like Star Fox. No, he looks like he has the syndrome. Yeah. There you oh, go. okay. Anyway, oh, that makes sense. Anyways, keep saying. Keep so telling like, me your story. I'm like, okay, I'll hear this out. And he's like, "Beat Final Fantasy 15. We have to talk." And I'm like, "All right, the deal." So I beat it. I believe last Thursday. And as soon as I was done beating the game, I immediately picked my phone up and text. Grim, like, I don't give a shit if you're in the middle of watching Rogue One. Answer your goddamn phone. We got to talk about Final Fantasy 15. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, it it's that good. I I don't want to get. I don't think we're at that point where we can really talk story about this this game yet. So yeah, it's I'm got a large sp- playthrough. Yeah, so I'm gonna spare people it. on spoilers, but I think um, maybe we'll do a special show here, and we can. Um, make it like a just a short little Final Fantasy show. So that way people that want to avoid it, it's easy enough for them to avoid. Yeah. And we put can... a big spoiler alert on it. Yeah. Why why is the producer laughing over there? Oh, I was just thinking that I'm really excited that we're gonna go shot for shot and talk about Rogue One the entire episode. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. This is like that episode. My favorite episode of the Gamezilla podcast ever when uh the team went uh, <sighs> shot for shot and talked about Force Awakens. Listen, I know that you were really excited for that show, <laughs> but it was terrible, okay? Oh yeah, I loved it so much. It was so fun to listen to. You guys described that movie I just watched. <laughs> so I thought we were gonna do that again this week. I do want to bring up one other game that I'm really excited to play. I bought it and I haven't just I haven't started it yet, and that is uh, Jotan. Jotan. What is that? Valhalla edition. Oh. And it's basically another real cool cell shading like art style game where you are this Viking that dies a dishonorable death. I'm super intrigued. Yeah, and so you're given another chance to prove to the gods that you are worthy of Valhalla. So like you're going around this world fighting these giant beasts and things like that to prove to yourself to prove that to them that you should be accepted into Valhalla. It's pretty wild. What, what's the play style? It's like a top down, um, not top down, yeah, kind of dungeon crawler style. But the worlds are all like, it's it's hard to. I'm trying to think of a game that really does it justice. What's it called again? Uh, J O T U N. I'm gonna look it up. It's on sale right now, ten bucks. I'm telling you, it looks really cool. It's gotten some really good reviews, so I picked that one up as well. I also picked up Geometry Wars three because it was only four dollars. And uh, if you don't like Geometry Wars, then you're stupid. So real stupid. It's just a great like you know, pick up a game, play around, and, and move on with your life. But they have a ton of great sales right now on the PSN. So if if you're a PlayStation player, you should hurry on over there before the sales uh, are over. But also. Um, 
if you're an Xbox player, get ready because Xbox is about to launch their next sale, and they're talking about having 360 games discounted. Um, and some 360. Of, some of them are up to 70% off, and then you get an additional 10% off if you are a uh, Xbox Gold member. So there's going to be some pretty pretty nice discounts happening over there as well. I'll be re- I'll be waiting to to grab some of the indies over there as well. But what was it again? J A what? J O T U N. J O T U N. The art style looks super cool. Isn't it sweet? This is also uh, some sort of brand of paint or something with a penguin on the can. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's so. also neat. Penguins, I'm in. Yeah, so Jotan is a hand-drawn action exploration game set in Norse mythology. You play Thora, a Viking warrior who died in inglorious death and must prove herself to the gods to enter Valhalla. Why don't you play as a lady? Yeah, so super cool. I, I uh... You're in purgatory, so it's like super like, f- like the creatures you're fighting are like ten times the size of you. It's just it looks really cool, and again the art style is what drew me to it. So I added it to my wish list, so buy it for me for Christmas. Oh yeah, I'm I'm on that. It's holding a five star out of five star rating right now, so I highly recommend it. All right, well before we get into some news, we'll uh. We'll give you a little teaser here. Shocker. There's more news about the Switch. I'm not even going to try to spin it into a question. Um, Final Fantasy 15 may have been uh, great, like we said, but it's about to get better. And Xbox One is about to do something and put PlayStation 4 back fucking years as far as this technology. All this and more on the Games of Love podcast. So before we break down Rogue One shot for shot in an in-depth <laughs> an- analysis for everyone that's seen the movie for the next two hours, let me tell you about what you can do. You can log on to DetroitBeardCollective.com and buy your last-minute Christmas gifts for your bearded friends, family, or yourself. Go to DetroitBeardCollective.com and get yourself some beard butter, some beard elixir, beard shampoo. Keep that beard clean. Keep it uh, happy, healthy, fresh, and looking good. You don't want your beard to have uh, crumbs in it or bird's nests or anything. When you see Grandma on Christmas or uh, you go to a New Year's party and you want that New Year's kiss, you got to make sure your beard doesn't smell like you rub sewage in it. So go to DetroitBeardCollective.com and uh, purchase some great beard care products. And while you're there... When you're checking out, use the code MCGAMING at checkout to save 20% on orders of $25 or more. That's the code MCGAMING at DetroitBeardCollective.com. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. All right. So, Nintendo Switch reveal presentation will be streamed live broadcast we have a time 8 p.m pacific time 11 p.m eastern time january 12th i'm super excited we knew january 12th was the day we didn't have times but i'm super pumped that it's late i mean i get it that probably where they're broadcasting it's a completely different time but for us it's not in the middle of a work day like the trailer launched and you know ebone and i are sitting there like um, hopefully our boss isn't looking, but we're just going to sit here and stare at the screen and just, like, 
geek out, but you know, I, I broke a broom over the janitor's back. I just smashed it because I was so excited. Exactly. I um, tell them I'm on a conference call. Be like, hey, I got a conference call, and I go lock myself in the office. Yeah, see, normally we would do that, but we were at a test track, so we oh. couldn't do that. It wasn't, we couldn't go hide in the switch room this time. No. But, um, so, switch super room, pun intended. Yeah, that's it. I didn't even think about that. Look at that. Um, it is not clear how long the show will be. The presentation will include launch date, pricing, and details of games in development. So it sounds like we're going to get pretty much everything that we want. Um, I'm, I'm, man, it's not that far away. I'm realizing it. I'm like, oh man, I'm getting, I'm getting super twitchy. <laughs> I'm getting super twitchy about this. I'm, not, so I'm getting super switchy about this. <laughs> the puns are, you're punishing us a little too much. That's okay. So I every every day that we get closer to the switch release, I get slightly more concerned that I'm not going to be able to pre-order one. I'm not going to be able to buy one, and I'm going to be crushed. I'm not getting anything for Christmas this year for my wife and vice versa. She's not getting anything for me because we're getting a Switch. And we want to get a Switch. We want to get games. We want to, like, be ready to roll. And I have a feeling I'm not going to get one of these things till like, May. Oh, man. I'm just so worried about it. I honestly am losing sleep at night thinking that I might not get a Switch. It is stressful because I've had zero luck with the NES Classic. I, I, it's just... I... Any other system launch, if this was a new PlayStation thing, I'd have no worries about getting it at launch. But Nintendo has such a history of having low quantities for their launch. I'm just... And they've already confirmed that this is going to be low quantity. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm super. I am getting worried. Like like it's gonna be one of those the pre-orders are available, and I fell like a few hours short, like behind on it, and it'll already be too late. If you're an hour behind on the pre-order launch, you're already too late, at least for at least for launch. But it's gonna be rough. I work at a retailer, and we open our doors at eight a.m. Our truck team comes in at two a.m., so they get the truck pushed before we let the guests in the store, so they're not walking all over a bunch of freight. We have people banging on the doors at 2 a.m. in the morning to ask our truck team if Hatchimals came in. And if they did, they're (laughs) popping a tent up right in front of the door and waiting the six hours till the store opens. Can I ask a question about these Hatchimals? How much do they actually retail for? Uh, sixty bucks, fifty nine ninety nine. Sixty bucks. They're selling for almost three hundred dollars on eBay. Hatchimals. It's basically a Furby inside of an egg. Right, and like you don't know what you're getting, and blah blah blah, but whatever. It's for it's the next gen of Furbies, guys. All right. Following up with that news, Nintendo has invited select users of its My Nintendo service to try out the upcoming Nintendo Switch before its release in March. The reason why I bring this up is because of the dates of these. Uh, events have been announced along with it. So select people from, again, the My Nintendo service got emails inviting them with a link to a My Event. Is that is that the company, whatever, that sells, like, tickets? It's like a ticket company or whatever. Sure. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Anyways, um, and it starts in January. January 13th through the 15th, you have uh, a New York event. And it travels all the way through. I'm not going to hit all the points. If you want, you can head over to Facebook uh, facebook.com backslash Motor City Gaming, and you can see all of the dates. But finishing is the is the important part. The last date is March 3rd through the 5th in San Francisco, meaning we are still set up for a potential March 10th release 
aka MAR10 Mario. It's a Friday, which is what Nintendo loves to do. It all lines up, which also is PAX East weekend. I mean, it's set up prime for them to have an epic release date that time. We this is all rumor. It just makes sense uh, in the in the cool concept of things, but it's no, nothing's been confirmed. Obviously, each location during this tour will have an invite only for the first two days, um, and then the third day will be open to the public. We we are also very excited as it has been announced that Nintendo will showcase their new system. January 27th through the 29th at PAX South. And March 16th through the 18th at PAX East. Both shows Motor City Gaming will be attending. So we were... I I just got this news today and I was like, wait a minute. PAX South was really cool, but it was really small. I mean, the biggest company that was there was Capcom. Okay? Yeah. That was that was it. Everybody else was indie. So the fact that Nintendo is like going hardcore, like hardcore, we're going to Pack South, we're going to Pack Seas, we're going to be everywhere with this thing. I am I'm really excited that I'm going to be able to get my hands on this in January uh, and and be able to hopefully get some video, get it up on our website for everybody to check it out and 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 see everything that the Nintendo Switch will be uh, offering. Well, not everything because I'm sure they'll have some secrets still, but I. Uh, I, I like this news. I think it's cool that they're doing the private invite onlys for select people, but they're at least not like shunning the public. So uh, the closest one to us is Chicago, and on that last day, it's public, first come, first serve. So um, it's going to be insane, I'm sure. But it's pretty neat that people uh, in in those certain locations will be able to give give it a try. What do you think? Super pumped! It's going to be at Pack South because I'll be there. A little bummed that it's going to be at PAX East. Just kidding. Super pumped it's going to be there. But I'm going to be at PAX East. And if it releases around that same time, uh, Producer Ethan, we're going to need you to get me a Switch, all right? He's got to get his own Switch. You're screwed, man. Unless we're getting our Switches in Boston, you're screwed. If there's a situation where I could buy three Switches, I would buy one for me, one for Pokal, and sell the other one on eBay. Screw you guys. <laughs> and that way he'd break even because that one on eBay would sell for four times the cost oh, of the yeah. system. Yeah. I'd be straight up rich. Yeah. <sighs> um, Want to go halves with me on the one he's going to put up on eBay? Yeah, we'll just yeah we'll buy it off of him on, <laughs> on eBay, though. So he yep. won't know it was us. Like, then, man, I'm shipping this to an address that seems familiar. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll, uh, I'll spend all that fat switch money on getting myself a new mic. So I can sound better than you guys? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. You, you need one. <laughs> I'm talking into a, stri- a, a tin can tied to a string <laughs> that I uh, wired into the board. It's not that bad, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> tin can wired to a string. I'm just super excited because with all this deta- all these details coming out, we're, we're finally – I'm realizing how close we are, how close we are to ha- at least even having one in our hands and trying it out. So, oh, can't wait! I really can't wait. I'm, I'm. I just want to punch someone in the face. I get so jazzed up about this. <laughs> I can't control my own body. <sighs> just throw the fist. Yeah, just like I when when I saw the Switch trailer, like a little like enraged Snake Boy fanboy. I just want to whip a chair across the room. I, I like, couldn't control yeah, my body. I wanted to go outside and just scream. Yeah. I don't. I didn't even know why. I just wanted to yell. But um, 
the last piece of Nintendo news I have is that a new set of Nintendo patents for the Nintendo Switch show what looks like an accessory allowing for VR play. Yes. The accessory is referred to as an HDM head-mounted display. It seems to work similar to the Google and Samsung smartphone VR products. Um, if you're not familiar with those, they are more powered by the by the phone. So, so this is going to you know follow suit. It's going to be powered by the Switch uh, screen, which is pretty much all the guts, and then it has a couple lenses in there that help project the 3D imagery. But this is the interesting part: is that the patent claims that the accelerometer uh, and certain other sensors aren't built into the Switch, so they'll be built into the headset. Which can which concerns me a little bit, meaning that the headset might be a little bit pricier than we were hoping. Because if it was similar to the Google and Samsung, they're like a hundred bucks. Because there's not a whole lot to them. The majority of it's powered by the phone itself. So we, we might be looking at a little bit more pricier of an accessory, but we'll see. The uh, patent also describes using Joy-Con controllers while using the headset, but it does not um, it does not um, explain whether they will utilize motion control. So it didn't give away that aspect of the controllers just yet. But I, I would assume I, I really highly think the Joy Cons are going to be involved in a motion related idea. Maybe. Now, have you thought through the potential of what this means for you? No, because it's not going to happen. If you're talking about a first-person VR experience of Metroid, it's not going to happen. Metroid Prime 4 VR. Get the hype train going. Get your hype <laughs> sky high. Move over Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> Listen, if in if January... Push Horizon Zero Dawn down the stairs and leave it a crippled old lady I will... because Metroid Prime 4 is coming to switch VR to your brain sometime before you die. <laughs> If January 12th came along and they announced Prime 4 VR, I would lose my fucking mind. I would, I would, like, you're right. Horizon Zero Dawn, I'd be like, what's that? What is that? Like, what if? What if no, he wouldn't. Come yes, on. I would. I, Come I, on. I'll, I would push I, that old lady down. I will Come call, on. I'll call it right now. I will call it right now. If I get a Metroid Prime 4 VR. You know what? Fuck it. If I get a Metroid Prime 4, stop it there. January 12th, I will cancel my pre-order for Horizon Zero Dawn. You're not going to get it January 12th. Well, I know because it's not launched yet. But but that is the uh, safest bet I think you've ever made in your life. It's the safest bet in the world because it's not going to happen. That's why I'm not not concerned at all. I'm not going to get a Metroid game. What if you got Metroid Prime HD VR? First game HD VR. Like a oh so a, a, clean it up, throw yeah. it in VR. I mean, Nintendo's famous for that, right? Doing yeah. HD remakes, I'd love it. I would, I would. It doesn't even necessarily need to be VR. Just give me an HD. Like I didn't understand why they didn't do that on the Wii U. I didn't understand why. I thought it was probably capable to port it to the 3DS, and I was waiting for that. And then they came out with Metroid Prime Federation Force, and I was like, oh, <sighs> yeah, yeah. But I just, I just wanted to get your hype wheel spinning. Because your hype train always goes out of control, and I just really, I wanted to shovel some coal into that for you. Like January twelfth, we'll be watch we'll be watching that that presentation, <laughs> and I'm telling you, like if there's any hint, that slight tease of of like a space like scene, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. You're just gonna- I'm like no, no, and then they'll be like. 
panda bears in space. I'm like, fuck you, Nintendo. God damn it. What, no, what I see happening. But don't worry, you can put a you can put a Samus skin on them. What I see happening is we're watching this together, and then all of a sudden, like like it shows like outer space, and you're just gonna stand up and haul off and just knock out punch me, <laughs> J- and just like <laughs> like scream in excitement, and I'm just on the ground like knocked out cold because you just like me when I want to just throw a chair across the room because I didn't know what to do yeah. with my like adrenaline. That's just gonna be you're just gonna punch me out. If it looked yeah, if it if it looked like a real Metroid, like a real Metroid game, I probably I you you guys will want to be out of reach. <laughs> You'll want to move away from me because, whew. Just take your Xbox and just throw it through your window. Don't no, I'll just just break it over my knee. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Boom! So, yeah, um, I would I would love that. And then a VR experience. It does fit for VR. Prime would be a perfect concept for VR, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, moving, on, moving off the uh, the Nintendo hype train. Final Fantasy 15 DLC is coming this Thursday, the 22nd, and it brings us a new Game Plus mode, allowing players who already completed the game to replay the story and have all their data carried over. So, pretty cool. Right now, if you play the game afterwards, yes, you can go back into it, but you can't replay the story. Did you say this is free DLC? Uh, this part of it is, yes. Oh, thank God. Because I was going to say, if they charge you money just to play the game again, I, I was oh, going to no, no, no. riot. Yeah, this is free DLC. Um, the game mode is being added, and it's it's interesting because uh, there are aspects of the story that I'd like to revisit that right now, unless I reload a save point, I can't, or start over, right? So it is it is cool to be able to uh, to do this. I wonder if the difficulty level is higher, if it can be higher because of that, and hopefully it will help you grind quicker to your level cap because I feel like level cap at 99 is tough. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm sitting at like a 56 and I'm like and I I move so slow now when it comes to uh you know, basically, basically what I do is like I, I build up like 100,000 experience and then I go sleep at a hotel that gives me two times uh multiplier or three times multiplier and that's the only way I you know, move up even a couple levels at a time. So yeah. it's going to be, you know, I'm hoping that it speeds that process up a little bit. Not but to I- mention end game content. Like you could beat it at like, if you're super good, like level 32. Yeah. I think 32, uh, you know, 33 average is where someone 42 to 48. And you know, if you're still playing really well, uh, for an easier time above 50. Yeah. The game's easy. Right. The game, like the second you get to the linear aspect of the game, the second you leave the mainland, and it goes linear. Have you? Did you? You realize like you almost can't lose. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> so like, I don't even care about leveling. Like like your level almost doesn't matter as much when it comes to like the main events. It's more or less the the small stuff, the individual like you know the small fights that you have to do that can be a pain in the butt, but. I, I was not challenged at all uh, throughout that game. On, and I played it on normal. I didn't play it on easy. And I, I was kind of shocked at how the game felt difficult for a while. And then once you progressed the main storyline, it just got easy. Yeah. Plus there's a lot of, like, I guess, fail-safe, like, things that they put in the game where it's like, if you do end up losing all of your health, you don't die. And you have this, like, giant pause where you can, like, revive yourself 
and it's a, it just takes a long time in order to like actually physically have to start back over at a load point. Yeah, I mean, they they give you a huge buffer as long as you have the right product, right items on you uh, to save yourself. But I, um, anyways, you do get this new game mode. It's gonna let you replay the story with all of your uh, data carried over. Uh, we see we will see a new photo frame feature added for Prompto's photos. So just like the, um, kind of like the certificate you get at the end of the game you're going to be able to take all these photos and kind of put them in special frames uh, to share. Nothing super fancy, but it's another thing that you could do if you're having fun in the, in the world. On top of that, though, is we're, all, we're a lot more, more of this is coming. If you have the season pass, you will be receiving a bunch of new gear. And, I mean, let me just read off some of these things. We got the Ring of Resistance is Jewelry. Uh, that's going to uh, add resi- magical resistance and fr- on friendly fire. Tech turbocharger, device for Noctis that accelerates the tech bar replenishment rate, but it freezes the uh, Amiga bar. And then you have the uh, Ar- Armager bar, sorry. Uh, ex- and then you have the Armager accelerator that, that speeds that up, but freezes the tech bar. So now you can kind of like, you know, adjust. It's almost it's almost like shared XP on Pokemon ways where it's like you can except you can heighten this thing but you penalize something else. Um, it, it just keeps on going. You have a lucky charm that increases the rate of which fallen foes leave behind items of value. You got a stamina badge that basically allows allows Noctis to sprint without having to um, expend stamina, so he doesn't sl- like he can run forever, which I would really like that. Um, and then these are the these are the interesting ones. Carnival Passport, an adorably adorned ticket that whisks the bearer away to a fun-filled carnival for a limited time. So it's gonna basically it's a key to unlock an area in the game that we can't we can't get to otherwise. Uh, and then available late January is the uh, festive uh, ensemble, which is a fancy and fun outfit perfectly suited for enjoying the festivities. Uh, so new new ways to dress up your characters and make them look goofy if you want, if you're into all of that stuff. And if you have the season pass, you're getting more exclusive photo frames uh, all around the holiday, which is uh, which is interesting. But um, there is going to be a holiday pack for the people that don't have a season pass, and and you're going to be getting some of that stuff, just not all, just not all of it. So. Uh, so mainly clothes, and you still will get the passport to go over to the uh, the carnival. But um, I also want to point out that the Final Fantasy 15 released a month uh, last month in on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One, and it sold five million copies on day one. Five million copies, which according to Square makes it the fastest selling game in history of all Final Fantasy series. Wow, yeah, that's uh, it's you know, it's like I said, even the people that haven't talked great about it have there's no one there that's really saying that they hate it, you know. So, um, it's it's if you're on the fence, I would definitely consider playing this game. I really enjoyed it. There's one last thing about the DLC. And it's going to be the first DLC will bring back a classic uh, or a villain from Final Fantasy 15. Sorry, Final Fantasy 5 to Final Fantasy 15. So, Jazzy, uh, you want to talk about this one a little bit? I don't really know this villain that oh. well because I didn't Gil- play 5. <laughs> Gilgamesh. Come on, it's Gilgamesh. Yep. 
as we've all said, I have not played a lot of Final Fantasy before this game. I played some of seven and X two and a few others, but um, I'm not familiar. But I did read this article and, and I got to see some artwork of Gilgamesh, and it looks really cool. It, the DLC basically is adding a whole new section to the game that you ha- you can't get to right now. So it's like for me. Yeah, I don't have the connection to the old to to the boss that's that everyone other other people know. I'm still excited because it's more content. You know, it's it's a whole new like mission. It's like in Borderlands when I got to go over to the island island and do the whole Halloween DLC. Like I'm I'm so I'm excited because yes, I still have things to do in Final Fantasy 15, um, but being able to get kind of like this extra mission, this extra quest for free. Uh, I'm not complaining. Yeah. He was sprinkled throughout, too. I remember, because I looked up a picture of him, and I was like, man, that guy looks familiar. And he is sprinkled throughout the Final Fantasy genre, so he makes appearances in other games. And there was one of the games, I don't remember which one it was, but I did remember seeing a little bit of him, and I was like, oh, he's a cool-looking dude. But I didn't get the actual experience of, like, knowing kind of who he is in his backstory because I, I didn't play five. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got extra arms and everything. Uh, he's known to have crazy swords and staffs. So he was uh, he was a uh, a major boss in Final Fantasy V, but he has made regular appearances in games throughout the series, like you said. And um, you know he's changed appearances though throughout the throughout the games. So we don't still don't technically know what he's going to look like, but they have at least said that it is him. So. I'm excited for the content either way. Yeah. All right. Next up, Ebone's about to get pumped. Ukulele. I have the horn ready. Ukulele gets delayed. What? No, I'm kidding. I'm oh. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Ukulele. I'm burn the studio to the ground. <laughs> Ukulele gets a release date finally, April 11th, 2017, and the Wii U support dropped. <laughs> No shock. <laughs> no shocker there, right? I How mean, often does the sad trombone get played in Wii U related things? A lot, a lot. Every Wii U related I mean, from, thing. From here on out, it's probably every time. Yeah. But um, obviously, the Wii U drop support drop, like yeah. And could we poss- potentially see a Nintendo Switch announcement added on instead? Maybe. Uh, I thought they already announced that they have shifted their efforts to working on putting it on the Switch. I yeah. thought that announcement came out. Yeah, I just obviously you're not going to get it uh, April 17th. Yeah, I don't yeah. imagine it'll be or, a launch Sorry, time. April 11th, April 11th. Um, or, or, you know, it to me, it's it puts me in a tough position because I feel like Ukulele is a game that would be great for my Switch. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm going to want to play it on April 11th, so do I want to buy it on PS4 <laughs> or do I wait and make it a Switch title? Oh, I'm leaning man. towards waiting and buying it on the Switch um, because I know it's a game that my wife is going to absolutely love, and she's excited about the Switch, and that will keep her excited and enjoying the Switch that, that we're getting. Yeah, I think I think the bottom line comes down to closer to um, April 11th or at yeah. least right around April 11th as long as you know when a potential date is for the switch if i told you you have to wait eight months or a year i i don't think you i don't think it's yeah you don't wait at no that point. no i wouldn't if if it's like a month 
month and a half, maybe two months. Yeah. But I really want to play this game. Yeah. Love Banjo-Kazooie, so having the opportunity to play its successor, I'm thrilled. Right. Um, so I, I couldn't wait more than a couple months to play it. Yeah, and the hands-on that uh, on the last couple uh, conferences that have been there, people have been getting hands-on gameplay, and they're just coming back and saying it's it's a rare game. It's, it's Banjo-Kazooie. It, it feels... It feels right at home. So people are really loving the game, and that's super good news to be getting out of these conferences. But um, read a bunch of articles about it with people that actually had hands on it, like PlayStation Experience and stuff like that. And it all comes down to like they all utilize the kind of the same word, and that it fits with the, this development style. Like it yeah. just fits. Yeah, if you're a fan of Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Donkey Kong. A country, you know, or Donkey Kong sixty four, you know, things like that. It, it's conquer. Yeah, it's there. Oh yeah, conquer's bad fur day. It's that game, just prettier, and with some new characters. So, give it to me. <laughs> um, I'm right there with you. The switch will be right around. Will be in my hand already, hopefully. And if I can find out that I have to wait thirty sixty days, I think you know I probably will do the same thing. Um, but yeah, if it's much further than that, I I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't wait. It'd be coming to the PS4 for sure. <clears throat> um, Xbox came out and or sorry, Microsoft came out and said it had some news about their upcoming patch that's coming to the Xbox One, promising to make download speeds up to eighty percent faster. So. A little more background on this. If you have a internet connection of 100 megabytes per second or lower, your speeds will still be 40% faster. Download speeds. If you're uh, above 100 megabytes per second, you can see up to an 80% increase in download speeds. They were already beating PlayStation 4 with download speeds of content, and this just puts this just blows PlayStation out of the water at this point. Uh, the big reason why this kind of got brought up is because they announced that half of the Xbox half of the Xbox One owners, fifty percent, play Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty backwards compatible games on their system. And uh, for those of you that don't know how their emulator works, is if you have a Three Hundred and Sixty disc and you put it into your Xbox One, it goes and finds that game in their database and basically downloads it. You don't you're not actually playing the game off of your physical disc. Uh, it's just it's just basically giving the information, saying, "Hey, he has this copy, which means he has a play, you know, a license to play this game. Give him access." And so they're trying to improve not only their new games to download, but their entire library, uh, improve their download speeds, which is huge because, I mean, you're going to be able to download a lot of content. Uh, and, and for me, someone who has a 300 gig and up. Sorry, 300 megabytes per second and up connection. It's nice to know that if I want to go download a big file, you know, a full-fledged game, it's not. It's going to take a fraction of what it, what my PlayStation 4 takes. Unfortunately, Sony's always been bad with this though. We've thought they were going to fix it, and they still haven't. And you know, their infrastructure of their of that is the one thing that Sony just has never figured it out. But I mean, hell, we can't even change our our. PlayStation names still it's 2016 yeah. it's 2016 and I can't change my name not that necessarily I want to but like <laughs> why can I not pay $10 and change my fucking name like why 
you know how many, you know how much money Sony would make if they tomorrow just was like, okay, you can do it. I I would love to see the number because so many people have asked for it for so many years, and it's just like it's dumb because like I can't just make a new name because my Destiny characters are tied to are tied to the server, which are tied to my name, and like everything's tied to a damn server nowadays. So it's not like you just go make a new name and you start fresh. Because you, you can't move your save data like you used to be able to. Yep. You lose your trophies, you lose your everything. And the trophies are fine, but it's just like if I've logged days upon days into a game and I can't and I like I can't move that. You know, back in the day you you would play I don't know, uh Blitz the League. Blitz the League. You just take your save file and you and you'd move it. On my memory card. Right. My Xbox on my original Xbox. Right. You know, card. like but you can't do that now because everything's tied to the server and it's, it's 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 internet connection required and everything technically so little sits on your system other than just like game files, you know, actual game running you know, data. But um on top of that, coming next year, Xbox has also announced they will be getting Dolby Atmos support. Which is also really huge, and they've already came out and said many of the high-tech headsets that we currently wear, like Astros, will support this. The uh, firmware updates, and you'll you'll have Dolby Atmos support with the headsets that you have. And obviously, if you have sound systems and things like that, um, you'll you'll be able to use that with not only video games, but your 4K content, including 4K Blu-rays. The Xbox One gets more and more appealing every month. It does. It's re- it's trending. It's trending in the right direction. It's been doing so for what now five months almost, where it's really just been a solid device. There's nothing bad to say about it, and and I feel like Microsoft just keeps making good decisions. Now I just need some gaming content. I need yeah. Cuphead. I need these games that just you know drive me a little bit towards playing more on your platform. I'm, you know, it's just like it's actually Brick Bitch is a great example. Brick Bitch was was with us on Sony for for years. You know, since the PS4 came out, we we went PS4 and we never looked back. And we've had an Xbox One in the house and we use it here and there. But she she's been a hundred percent Xbox for uh, two months now. She she got her own Xbox and she loves it. I mean, she's she's playing she's playing Final Fantasy 15 on it. She she replayed uh, Oblivion on it because and that was the thing backwards compatibility, which PlayStation doesn't have, and is starting to work into her realm where she wants to uh, you know explore more of the Xbox side. So I I'm I'm looking forward to it. They're they've got all the momentum, and I think uh, this next sale that's coming right around the corner where they're going to put 360 games on sale. Up to seventy percent off these games, another ten percent if you're a gold member. So you're talking eighty percent off some of these games. I'm definitely going to go look because, and you'll be able to download them eighty percent faster. Yeah, exactly. You know, as long as that patch is uh, live by then. Right. But still, super super cool. So, if you have an Xbox, make sure to head on over there. And the sale launches uh, tomorrow, I believe. So you'll be able to. Uh, so to... give us that download speed now. Yeah, that, that would be nice. Man, it's going to be sweet on my 10 megs down. You got to fix that. There's something wrong. I pay $90 a month for 10 megs. That now. makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no I get infuriated. Like, every time <laughs> we talk about this, I'm like, no. 
<laughs> like I pay maybe ten dollars more and I get three hundred and fifty megabytes download. It makes no sense. I need to I need to call Comcast and uh, verbally fist fight. Them. Oh my god! All right, topic of the show. This is some pretty big news. Give it to me. Yeah, topic of the show. Twitch announces mobile broadcasting, along with vlog and new community tools, all coming next year. Your phone will soon be able to act as a hub for your next live stream. Mobile broadcasting from your phone, a new category for vlogs called IRL, which means in real life. Hmm. Twitch will be expanding and lifting the restrictions, allowing for more non-game related material to be streamed through Twitch. Are you ready to stream Pokemon Go? So this is interesting. Obviously they're adapting to the, the way the world's going. Um... I don't know how many things we've watched of people trying to like film their phone with another phone or with a with a camera so that they can then upload it to YouTube or something. Like it's been Yeah. Coming up with some crazy way to like hack a screen capture and then like reroute it through uh the Twitch server somehow. Like Yeah. So now you're gonna get Clash of Clans, you're gonna get whatever uh Royal Battle or whatever the, the new the new game is. You got Mario Run, Pokemon Go, these these big games that you're going to start seeing all these people streaming because they're going to be able to stream them right from their phone. Um, it should be interesting to see how they can use the integrated cameras. Are you going to be able to stream the game and have your face because of the you know the, the yeah, front, camera front facing camera? Um, you know that that could be really cool. But the vlogging is the only thing that I'm a little concerned of is that Twitch to me has had its its niche and its focus and that was gaming and and there's been a little bit of wiggle room you know there's people that you know yes we've had the Bob Ross paintings and we've had the uh, the, the talk shows and things like that but for the most part it's all gaming oriented or creative creative aspect now they're saying you're gonna be blog you're gonna vlog your just daily life. So you're basically Facebook Live is what you're competing with. That's what you're doing. You're like, and I feel like Facebook Live has recently gained a lot of popularity. When first Facebook Live first came out, I no one used it. We were like, this is dumb. It's stupid. And now all of a sudden, I'm getting notifications every day that you know so and so's going live, so and so's live, so and so's going live, and I'm just like. Well, this is the, this is the way we're going. This is the shift. This is just this is just the the evolution of Facebook, and Twitch must have felt semi threatened by it and decided to to make a move. I mean, this might play into our hands a little bit because the only time we really utilize Facebook Live is just to utilize it. Like, we would rather stream on Twitch. And I know uh, Cable2KX, who does a lot of our streaming at Motor City Gaming, does like to utilize Twitch. But he's been utilizing the Facebook Live just to use it. So if they give him an option to be able to just use Twitch, you know, is it going to pull him away? Yeah. Trying to capture that that group that that veered away a little bit from Twitch to utilize something different just to see what it's like. It's possible. I just, for me... I'm a gamer. I like watch. I go to Twitch to watch real games, and I'm sorry if I'm going to hurt anybody's feelings here. Nothing on a mobile phone excites me to watch someone stream. <gasps> I don't care if you're out hunting for Pokemon. <gasps> I don't care if you found some what? legendary Pokemon that no one else found. What? I don't care. How Mario, dare you? Mario Run, okay, for everybody that's given it 8s and 9s out of 10, Mario Run is a $10 hack job. 
I am not that impressed by it. I mean, Jazzy, let's uh, let's let's just talk about this for a second. I, I don't think we should. Yeah, let's just talk about let's, this for a second. Let's not talk about this. Someone didn't buy the game, and someone did. Correct. Fact, there's two people out of the three here that didn't buy the game. Yes. Who do you think bought the game? Um, that would be Gangster Ass Rick. No, he's not in this room. Though. Thug, Thug Ass Rick is not. Oh well, a, then nobody bought the game podcast. in this room. Because I knew you guys were going to come at me with this. So I was like, I cannot buy the game. I said on the podcast that I would not buy the game. So I had Gangster Ass Rick purchase a iTunes gift card for me, give it to me as a gift, and then I utilized it to get Super Mario Run. No, that doesn't, you, can't, you can't backdoor your way Bailed. into this one. Bombed it. Can I, I just I stole the show. I was like, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get him real good. Okay, I, I, I bought the damn game. <laughs> I was about to say, can I tell you how much I hate you right now? Like, if you went through all of that, you're horrible. <laughs> right, but, right. Um, okay, yeah, I know you bought the game because yeah, it, I, I wanted to give it a fair shot, yeah. and you also uh, wanted to I wasted ten dollars. Yeah, you played it for a day. I I still throw it on every now and again, but to be fair, I throw it on just to try to beat test scores. Yeah. So it's not because I'm enjoying the game. You guys are like in love with each other. I don't know what's going on. Hey, well, you know, competitive nature, man. Thinking about it. Competitive nature. To to be 100% honest with you, thinking about Super Mario Run makes me want to go play New Super Mario Brothers on my DS. It makes me want to go get New Super Mario Brothers 2. It makes me want to play New Super Mario Brothers U, New Luigi U, like these, or, you know, even Mario Maker. It's making me honestly just want to play these real games. This, this last, real Mario games. This last like 10 years, I can't believe I'm saying that. Like, it's been like 10 years that we've had this new renaissance of 2D Mario games. It makes you want to just go back and play all those. Yeah. Because a lot of them I never played. Yeah. I played the, uh, the three free levels that you can get. And I just was like, this is, I don't want to give it. Ten dollars. I think ten dollars is where they went wrong. Four ninety nine. I probably would have bite. I probably would have gone with it. But nine ninety nine for what I played, I was like, no. And if there's more behind that, that that, you know, in app purchase, I'll never know because you didn't do a good enough job on the demo side to make me want to pay that money. So I'm I wasn't impressed. But we're getting a little off topic here. I do want to. I do want to get your both your opinions on what I'm about to read here. So I told you they're going to lift the restrictions on what we can see as far as streaming, right? And they gave us some examples. So I wanted to to read these to you. Um, we're gonna we're gonna see beyond gaming, more streams in music, creative. Okay, creative. Another. Okay, sure, whatever. You yeah, know, art, there. art and stuff like that. Yeah, if if someone's like showing crafts, uh, yeah. Bob Ross style, showing paintings. Yeah. I like seeing things being tutorial. made. Yeah, yeah you sketches know. And, and... How many times have you watched someone do ice carvings in the park? Absolutely. Things like that on yeah. Twitch? Yeah, I'd watch a few minutes of that. Yeah, always. And then, of course, social eating. So Dumb. This is the dumbest thing Like I've dinner parties? Heard. I'm not even sure. It just says social eating. I guess that's a thing where we get to watch people eat. Oh, yeah. wait. So they we, have this. It's we a legit can now thing. stream our pre-Gamezilla Chinese uh, Gorge Fest, where we yeah, yeah. order Chinese and eat a crap load of it, and we can stream that now. Yeah, exactly. Me. You can eat eighteen suckers in one sitting. 
That's what I'm going to do. After you steal them all from the Chinese restaurant. Could could be a, a, a featured story in my maybe potential web series I may have in the future. All right. So the question is, are you guys excited to uh, to live stream from your phone? I think it has the potential to do, to do some good. I feel with with the vlogging and stuff like that, I, it loses interest for me a little bit. But it's really only the games that like you can almost already do on Twitch. Like I think for streamers of say a game like Hearthstone, you could you could stream that on Twitch on your computer, being able to to basically pause your stream for a second, pick up your mobile device and and continue your stream on a mobile device and on a game like Hearthstone could be useful to streamers that play a game like that. Now see you have a brain and that's why you came up with a legitimate idea. But my problem is is that you're literally going to see someone say, "Watch me eat dog shit." <laughs> yes! Right, yeah, right, right, right. And then and then Tons of people, that. tons of people will yes. jump in, and I know I'm being I'm being extreme here. You know if, I'll watch that if you watch some like Twitch would never allow that. Like, but oh. I'm just saying you're gonna have this whole like manipulate Twitch where it's like, well, no one normally watches me play Overwatch, but someone might watch me play Overwatch while I eat a giant bottle of ketchup. Right, like that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna get this like just ridiculous bullshit streaming. So you already got fl- you're, you're already flooded with streamers, right? Everyone wants to be the next out the b- next big streamer out there. But now you're gonna have all these jackasses that are gonna be like, watch me just pour mustard on my head and eat a whole bottle of syrup while I try to play WoW. Why are you giving people all of the content I'm going to put <laughs> on my YouTube show away on air? Why are you giving this away? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited for you to do it. You're ruining. <laughs> uh, I'm going to. I'm going to spill the beans. I'm going to spill the beans on what the name's going to be. You're ruining the snake pit. <laughs> <laughs> ruining the snake pit. That is a legitimate teaser right there, isn't it? It's a legitimate yeah. teaser. It's going to happen. I've been teaser. working on uh, planning out some episodes of the Snake yep. Pit. Snake Pit. I'm excited for the Snake Pit. I just feel this is the wrong move for Twitch. They're known for being a video game streaming company, and now they're trying to compete with YouTube. They're trying to compete with Facebook Live, and they're going to ruin the one thing that they're known for, and that is gaming content. Yeah, I don't like that they're going more broad. That's I mean, and that's just me being a gamer, you know. Like I think it'll, I think it can work out for them because they've, Twitch clearly has done a good job, at expanding. But uh, I just I'm not a fan of it. I I think you're going to flood your network with a bunch of nonsense that probably shouldn't be on air. Um, will you get some cool stuff? Absolutely. I'm sure we'll find some streams that are like, oh, that's clever. Oh, that's cool. But. For the most part, it's going to be, you know. Yeah, you'll get. I have this whole bottle of ghost peppers. Watch me puke while I play Overwatch. I just, I just don't. I just don't. Oh, real idea. I know you weren't going to do that one because you hate spicy stuff. I don't like spicy stuff, but it's going to be like I'm playing the Switch on the toilet stream with me (laughs) on this this week on the Snake Pit. (laughs) (laughs) I play Legend of Zelda while pooping. Oh. Streaming while I'm streaming. There you go. <laughs> but, I mean, I want to know what the listeners think, too. What What do you think about this move for Twitch? 
head on over to the GameZilla group on Facebook. If you're not a member already, all you got to do is ask to join. And uh, we, we're, we're, we're a closed group, but we let anybody in that asks. So one day we might go public. But right now we like keeping it uh, clean, neat, and everybody seems to enjoy it. So we're just keeping it the way it is. But head on over, and we'll have a poll because Jazzy loves polls. He loves dancing on them, but he also loves to build polls for us to vote. I want to know if you are excited to use this new feature. Are you going to vlog every day of your life on Twitch? Or are you going to maybe stream Pokemon Go every time you play the game? I'm just curious what the level of interest is you know, on this, on this, new, pro- this new feature that Twitch is bringing up. So that's the news. That's what I have. Uh, pretty good. I'm excited for the Nintendo stuff for sure. The FBI has just sent a letter to GameZilla informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. Okay, Jassy, fiddle your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. That's right, you write them, we read them. It's time for email here on the GameZilla podcast. Send your questions in to info at MotorCityGaming.com or post them on the GameZilla group of our Facebook page. And if you're lucky enough to be chosen by the twin titans of gaming themselves, we will answer your questions live on the cast. More like Get twin, more like twin towers, I'm going to knock your asses down! Too you're soon? not part of the Ooh, twin titans. Wow, wow. Nah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, too soon. American tragedy. <laughs> Much respect to. It's been a long time. It's still too soon. It's I still. It's, I think it's always too soon to make 9-11 jokes. Right. I'm the snake. I do. I'm a bad, I'm a bad person. <laughs> we just lost fans because yep. of that. Snake pit. Oh, man. We lost both of our fans. Damn. <laughs> we, well, we lost one earlier this week, so only one. <laughs> oh, <wow. Yeah. laughs> so we were down to half of one. Yeah. First email is coming from Rick Patino. Yo, with Christmas coming up this weekend, I was thinking back to my best Christmas presents over the years and I realized a lot of them were actually gaming-related. Examples, my Sega Genesis. Yeah! Or my PS2 with Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah! Mind you, like three years after everybody else got theirs. So, what are your best gaming gifts? Even if they're not gaming-related, if somebody else already asked this question then just do what you usually do and throw shade at me for asking a repeat question your friend five mile rick aka gangsta ass rick aka thug ass rick aka wreck it rick aka game on aka inkster ass rick (laughs) the real name First of all, I have to ask because you know Rick a little bit here. Is, yes. Um, so you're telling me that someone bought him, probably his family, bought him a Sega Genesis like three years after it wasn't. No, the, PS2. No, the Sega Genesis was, was legit. yeah legit. Just like the PS2. Okay. Yeah, the PS2 with with Grand Theft Auto, he got a few years after everybody else. So I mean, that's okay because the PS2 lasted for like 25 years. I think it's still relevant right yeah. now. 
people still make games for it, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> it's the greatest selling system of all time. So I, I still play games on mine. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, getting that three years later is is completely okay. Um, so yeah, why don't, go ahead, answer answer the question, Jazzy. Man, the most excited I think I was ever for a Christmas gift. You sound excited. I came downstairs. Most excited I've ever been for a gift. <laughs> And I really wanted the <laughs> Fisher Price three-in-one activity table where you could play pool, you could play ping pong, oh, you could play air hockey. And I was so pumped because I ran downstairs. I was like, "This bitch is gonna be next to the tree." And this mind is when you, you were twenty-five, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it wasn't next to the tree. It and was I was in the super basement. bummed. But it was built in the basement. Oh, <laughs> you, just, you just snaked the end of his story I out. Did. Well done. And yeah, thank you. Well done. Give you a coin for that. Yeah. Yeah. It. A snake coin. I it's like did. he's my twin and could read my mind. It's like when I got mine, it was built in the basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you found out it wasn't air hockey. It was just like glide hockey. Yeah. And then you found out like that it was too small really to do anything with it. And you're like, man. This isn't as cool as I thought it was. You were still super pumped. I was. I played I played yeah. a ton of shit. And then if you it. took the ping pong net off of it, it was like a perfect table for playing Pokemon cards against your friends. That's I used it a ton for card games, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I had one in my uh in my dorm room in college we played mini beer pong on it. You actually had a three in one? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Man. Oh, no. But what, what, what awesome. we did do is uh one of my one of my sweet mates, he was uh, a theater design major, so he was sort of crafty. So he actually built us a retractable table that we put so we had a bathroom connecting our two rooms and we had a like a folding table that folded up and we could we played beer pong through the bathroom from room to nice. room. Nice. And it was uh man, that was epic because the RA came in one time and she goes yeah, I uh, I heard like she's like looking around. She goes, I heard there are people playing big beer pong in here, but there's no room for a beer pong table, and it's all it's like all set up and everything. She clearly can see it. She goes, I just uh, came in and all you guys were studying, so uh, maybe I'll come back and study with you guys when my shift's done. We're like, yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a good RA yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, she was sweet. Oh man, um, Christmas gift, huh? I think I think I I have to follow. Inkster Rick's uh, answer and say that I remember the PS2 coming out and I wanted one so bad and I knew they were really difficult to find. And I got up Christmas morning and I found a TV in an entertainment center that, you know, and they, back then, like, I mean, I still like to. Back then, my parents knew that I loved to build things. So they let me build my own entertainment center. They got me a TV and then they were like, we're really sorry. We drove all the way down to Ohio. We were in line in Ohio, to, and we were two people outside of getting you a PS2. I was like, man, I was super bummed. Like, just, I was crushed. But I still really liked, what, you know, obviously the other stuff that I got. And so I built it all. I set it all up. I hooked, I think, my, I don't know, probably my N64 up to it. And... Then my dad comes in and he goes, oh, we forgot to give you this gift. And he hands me a PS2 box. And I, I was like, now that I think about it, I should have punched him in the face. <laughs> but back then I was just like screaming. Like I like I think 
he thought that like he like damaged me or something like <laughs> like I, like, I, like, I, like something in my brain broke because I just sat there like screaming like, like the N sixty four kid yeah ah, like see the N sixty four kid made sense I legitimately lost like like speaking function it just turned into caveman like <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so finally like you know I got it all set up and I was thrilled playing. Um, uh, what is it? What was the first game that I, I have to think? What the first game is I got with my PS2? I don't know. That's there was so I many games on think, the PS2. I can name almost every system my first game with the PS2. What did I start with? It may have been a sports game to think about it. That time, that time in my life, I was all about hockey, so it could have been a hockey game. And that's probably why I don't. NHL stick. 2002. Yeah, probably something. Maybe not that one, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, oh, the PS2, that was that was a good Christmas. It's a real good Christmas. I will say my best non-gaming related Christmas gift, so my overall best Christmas gift, gift I ever got, um, I started playing the drums when I was 10. And so in the seventh grade for Christmas, I want a drum set. And my parents agreed to buy me a drum set. And we were going to stores and we were looking at some and I found uh, a drum set that I really liked. It was a Tama Rockstar. And, uh, you know, it, it was cool because at the time it was a new technology where they started mounting the drums from a rim mount opposed to having, like, the rod that actually goes into the shell of the drum that was supposed to sound a little bit better. And I thought it was super cool. And, you know, my dad let me know, hey, that's a little out of the price range. Okay, that's fair. Like, even even at my age, like, I get it. Like, you know. I understand that, you know, they're not going to ball out and get me some, like, high, you know, nicer drum set. So he burned the whole music store down. <laughs> so when you rob, I found out how to rob a music store back then. Um, so Christmas morning, you know, a little, like, 11 or 12-year-old Ethan comes out of his room to see a silver Tama rock star set up next to the tree. And, again, my whole family's asleep. And I'm trying not to lose my mind because I'm like, oh, my God, it's silver. Like, I love the way it looks. It's the one I wanted. And I found out that my parents found – so this was the year 2001. My parents found a 2000 model, a year 2000 model of a Tamar Rockstar at a used music store within our price range. And, like, it, it was only a year old, so it was almost brand new, and it was just so cool. And, uh, you know, I still have it to this day. I look so fondly on that memory. The second best uh, Christmas gift I've ever got, I would probably have to go ahead and say the PS4 you guys got me last year. A lot of, lot of fun gaming. Yeah, we made High the five. list. We made you the know, list. Definitely the best gaming thing. We wouldn't have uh, known during the actual event because he was just he thought we gave him a box of rocks. Yeah. Okay, first off, you guys are the worst. So <laughs> why would I even believe that for a second you were doing anything nice for me? Because it's Christmas. The second worst? Like, we wouldn't do that to you on Christmas. Yes, you would. Yes, we wouldn't would. have done it to you on that Christmas. Okay, yeah. that's fair. Your birthday, you're you're up for some shit. <laughs> this Christmas, Christmas, absolutely. This Christmas, it's fair game because we gave you that gift next time. So this year, we can fuck with you all we want. Yeah, actually, I think you're probably gonna just get into my house and like open up the PlayStation, fill it with turds, and like rip all the wires out. <laughs> so then, like when I go to try and fix it, it's just full of like turds and maggots. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. 
How's he know that? Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Because I saw you. <laughs> should not have wrote the deed's it on already that. done. Should not have wrote it on that piece of paper That's in front of him. That's the real reason I didn't do much gaming this week is my system's already full of turds. Uh, so yeah, that uh, that was a, a good memory. I also um, got a Wii the first year it was out. The sep- second shipments of Wiis that came to the worst purchase we worked at, I swapped spots in line with my mom. And she stood in line to get me a Wii. And that at the time, the Wii was so cool. It was the hot thing that year, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for the question, Rick. Rick did post this on the GameZilla page of our Facebook. So go to that page and respond to his actual question there about how your reactions have been to some of your favorite gifts and or, you know, non-gaming or gaming related. Do you think... Rick getting a GTA game at a younger age is what led to his thug ass life. A- absolutely. I mean, he learned. This is probably the beginning. He right learned here. early. He was ahead of the game. <laughs> I believe he based his life around Vice City. Inkster Rick paved the way for thugs. <laughs> yeah. He got it late because he was busy filming the actual game itself based around his life. <laughs> That's right. He got it late because he was busy actually doing that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so many dead hookers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next email comes from Caleb. What up, fools? It's your boy, Notorious BMC. It's that time of year again. God, time to him. start freezing our nuts off and arguing Already done. the merits of our favorite game of the year. Three questions for you, and there are no wrong answers. Unless you disagree with me, then your opinion is invalid. Not invalid like Braden invalid, just invalid. Thanks for that clarification. Nope. I just wanted to make sure people weren't giving bad vibes about invalid. All right, it's my boy. One. He's not that great. <laughs> One, what is Rivalry. your personal <laughs> game of the year? Uncharted 4 was mine. Story, gameplay, and attention to details for the win. Uh, so what, what was my game? Yeah, your pers- your personal game of the year. Oh boy! So, so does this? This doesn't have to fall into the guidelines of the actual award ceremony. No, I, no, I just pick, yeah. Your I could pick which, Final Fantasy which, fifteen, if whichever I want. game you want for the year of two thousand and sixteen. I would say yeah, it has to be a twenty sixteen release. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, man. It, it's a tough. It's a toss up. I really loved Arkham Knight, which was which was this year, correct? I, I lose my. I lose my. Your timeline. My timeline. It is Arkham Knight this year? Early I this year? I don't remember. All right, look that up. If not, if it's not and it's ineligible, then it's easier to pick for me. I would go Final Fantasy 15. It's just I haven't had a game that drove me, like I said earlier, it just it drove me to complete it. It drove me to want the end of that story. And I literally stopped looking at, like, Facebook, and, and, and there was a couple times where kind of funny started talking about it, and I was like, no. Nope, fast forward. I, I don't you say one thing that I don't know and I'm gonna be pissed. What do we got? June twenty third, twenty fifteen. Like a whole year wow. off. Yeah, a half year off. See, of, like of potential. gaming's blurring for me, man. I don't have yep. the sense of like what year it came out in anymore. Well that's easy then. I, I would go with uh with Final Fantasy fifteen as my game of the year. 
Mine's gonna be easy for me too, just because of the actual Killzone's Killzone's not 2016's so. ability that uh, I was able to play it this year, and it blew my mind. Would be Riggs PlayStation VR. That's a good personal, yeah. Like it would never win, but for for yeah, your, for, for your me, personal, it's just, yeah. That's if I look good, back at 2016, like yeah. the one game that kind of blew my mind every time I put it into play it. Yeah, Riggs. I mean that was a game that you played once and then you went and dropped five hundred dollars so that you could play it again. Yep, <laughs> that's pretty good. What about you, Ebon? Mine's a little game called Battleborn. <laughs> <laughs> Get the yeah, fuck out, Battleborn! <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much, Battleborn. You are the worst human being alive. What is a real answer? Damn, it was May 3rd, 2016. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I knew out. it was close that to the beginning of the year. Trash. That game is tattooed on my lower trash. back. Get out of here. What is your real answer? Mine's going to actually have to be Overwatch. Okay. I, you know, I know it's like predictable and cliche. Um, you know, everyone's saying that. But for me, um, a lot of the games I have purchased in this year aren't from 2015. Like, sure, sure. I bought that, Pokemon, and maybe a couple small download releases. Yeah. Um. But just the amount of time, the amount of fun I've had with Overwatch and its pick-up-and-play ability, which I think is something that the first-person shooter genre lacks. Oh, absolutely. You pick up Call of Duty, you pick up Destiny, you pick up a lot of first-person shooters, and they don't have that playability. I remember I came over here, uh, both of you and 8-Bit AJ were playing League of Legends, and you left Cable and I in the game room to you know try over for me to try Overwatch and play it with him, and... Two, three rounds in, like, I got it. Like, yeah. it didn't take long for me to get the mechanics of the game, to find a character that I love, and I got right into it. And that's how it's been the whole way. It's yeah. It's been fun. It's a fun game, and it sort of has that arcade experience, that pick-up-and-play experience. 100%. And for me, again, I actually purchased a very limited number of 2016 releases. So, I mean, it's it's an easy pick, the amount of fun I've had with Overwatch. Yeah, no, that's that's a good pick for sure. All right, question two. What game did you have the most fun with? For him, it was Doom. The soundtrack and the crazy-ass gameplay made it the most fun for him. I mean, fun fun is uh, Overwatch definitely definitely falls into place there, but uh, Riggs would also have a huge point to me because I, you know, again, Riggs isn't like a perfect game by any means but the just the experience that it gives you is you feel like you're inside the mech finally you feel like you are controlling this this you know giant machine and we had a blast with it we were we had a blast playing online against people we had a blast playing against the horrible ai and like even these the things that were frustrating about the game we we looked right past them because of how much fun we were having with the game so i would probably go with Riggs. For me, it's a no-brainer. When you say most fun, I feel like it's the game that I kind of get the most out of, and for me, it's Overwatch. Uh, not Overwatch. Um, League of Legends, sorry. I Make can up always, your mind! I can always pick up League of Legends. I enjoy playing it. They're always changing content, getting new characters, and for the first time, I think, ever... A video game has drawn me to do more than just play the game. I watched so many LCS matches on Twitch 
for League of Legends, which I never did for any game before. Like, so did I. Just watching the pros, I enjoyed just as much as playing the game itself. Plus, we got to actually go to a finals event to watch our two favorite teams that made the finals play each other in Toronto, and it was a blast. So for me, it's going to have to be the game I had the most fun with because I got to go on a trip. I got to do a whole bunch of like stuff that wasn't actually playing the game that was related to the game, and I got to play the game. Now, question, because Jazzy deviated out of a 2016 release. Do I do we need to keep keep to a 2016 release for this question? Or are we allowed to deviate? No, this, this has nothing to do with game of the year. It says what game did you have the most fun with? Yeah, so, so th- which game did it, you have the most fun with this, this year. year? Okay, because I, I had I had two. I guess I have two thoughts. Um, the the easy one is actually Mortal Kombat. Okay. Um, got MKXL uh, for my birthday in October, and I have not gone more than a couple days without at least getting a few fights in. Uh, hopping on, you know, chat, just playing a couple hours in a row, just fighting sci-fi AJ. Um, I'm a big Mortal Kombat fan. I've just had such a good time with that over the last two months. Didn't XL come out this year? If you want to be technical, it's just <laughs> X with the DLC. I, I know, yeah. I know. But XL, I think, I believe, did technically come out yeah, this year. So. it was technically a 2016 release. Yeah. Um, but the other one I was actually going to say, Broforce. If we were talking about, tw- I don't know if it was technically a 2016 release, but yeah. it was, I got it free in 2016 yeah. on PSN. Right. Um, I had a ton of fun when that came out, and I really do need to go back and, and uh, finish it. I know Chops finished it, and I would like to because unlocking new bros was super fun. Uh, the gameplay was insanely fun. Everything about Broforce is awesome, in my opinion, and uh, that was one that I think was maybe a surprise one. I had more fun than I ever expected with. Yeah, that was one that I didn't even play, and then you were you basically told me, like, you have to try this game. And, uh, we streamed it one night. Yeah, we streamed it. You're right. Yeah, and and once I played it, I was just like, oh my god, this is so much fun. You know, Contra with a bunch of comedy built into it, with a bunch of character, na- you know, characters that that you know I recognize. It's uh, it's a it's a great game. Ton- tons of fun, single player and and multiplayer. So, <sighs> all good stuff. The last and most serious question that he has. Should a multiplayer-only game be up for Game of the Year? Yes. I understand Overwatch's popularity, community, and fun factor, and I don't want Cable2KX to think that I'm hating on his game. But is there enough depth to a multiplayer game to merit it being a better overall game than, say, Uncharted 4, Doom, or... Or Final Fantasy oh, Fifteen. Oh God! Don't even bring my game into this. It wasn't even <laughs> eligible to win Game of the Year. So get the hell out of here. It wouldn't because it's trash. <laughs> it's just a personal it wouldn't have preference. Won. You're right. Even if it was up for it. But I have never liked a multiplayer-only game winning Game of the Year, even if it is widely popular. Granted, not a huge PvP pan- PvP fan, so my opinion on this matter could be widely debunked. Friendly fan of the show, BMC Game On. Listen, he asks these questions to piss me off. I swear <laughs> to God. First of all, yeah, we had a censor his one. He actually sent one in. He's like, "Why does Grim have such a small dick?" Yeah, I, I just, you know, I went off. <laughs> it's a, it's a medical condition. Okay, like I can't help it. Yeah. All he's, right. He's an we antagonist. Had to, we had yeah. to cut that whole part of the show. L- listen, though. Okay. First of all, I would love BMC to hop on over to the Gamezilla group 
and 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 without going on Google, tell me all the multiplayer only games at one game of the year since he hates it so much. Since he referenced how I hate it when multiplayer only games win game of the year. Because outside of Overwatch, I can't name one. I can't name a game that was multiplayer only that won without me going and actually looking to see if there is even one. Let me research as the producer. And I'm going to keep I'll keep going on this. It's not okay. What you judge about depth of a game, I, I you're you're judging it in such a one-sided way. You look at a game like Uncharted that has had four games to build you a story that you like. Okay? And yes, Uncharted 4 is a good game. I'm not going to sit there and say it's bad. There's a reason why it was on that list. But you you don't look at the depth of a game in the sense of like story and all this stuff and then look at Overwatch in the same way. Overwatch has an interesting way an interesting look on depth. Yes, there's a handful of modes. Yet we have played so many hours of Overwatch and enjoy it. Why? Why there's depth there. If it was a simplistic game and shallow, it it wouldn't have won game of the year and it wouldn't have kept our attentions kept my attention or any of our attention to this point. So I just think I think the way you're looking at this is is just it's unfair to take Doom that has a campaign, to take Uncharted that's a campaign only game primarily, like let's just be honest, it's yeah, a, it's, it's a story driven game, game. You know, and don't even throw Final Fantasy 15 in there cuz you're just you're doing the, it's the same thing as Uncharted except even worse uh in this concept and throwing it against Overwatch. The reason why Overwatch won Game of the Year is because the Video Game Awards, which is what you're paying attention to, is just one Game Awards show, one Game Award event. Like, there's DICE Awards. There's there's all sorts of different award shows that come around yep. for game these developers. IGN yeah. picks. Like. And the VGA, the Video Game Awards, are the only one that we fans get to see easily from a broadcasting standpoint. You want to roll them back? Starting uh, 2016, rolling them back? To 2000. Yeah, last six years. Yeah, go for it. Okay. 2016, Overwatch. Multiplayer. Multiplayer. 2015, watch out, Button Master Caleb, The Witcher 3. Witcher 3, not, not multiplayer. multiplayer. 2014, Dragon Age Inquisition. Not, not multiplayer. multiplayer. 2013, Grand Theft Auto 5. Eh, kind of multiplayer open once world. they released it. You know what? I don't was, think I was, don't think Grand Theft Auto Online was launched yet. So yeah. I'm going to sit there and say not multiplayer because it was a single player game until they released the the, online. the heists. Yeah, which I don't think was uh it was it it took almost a year for that to happen. So we're gonna, we're going to call that a, a single player. 2012 The Walking Dead. Telltale won the game of the year? Yeah. Really? 2012. Guess what? Not I'm, multiplayer. Me, yep. Yeah, this is the uh, the Game Awards, formerly Spike Video Game yeah. Awards. I'm on yes. the right list. Wow, Telltale. What? This is how bullshit these these awards are oh, anyways. Yeah, right. But yeah, go ahead. Twenty. Uh, I'll try and roll through them a little bit quicker. Yeah. Uh, 2011, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim. Not multiplayer. 2010, Red Dead Redemption. Not, Not multiplayer. multiplayer. 2009, Uncharted 2 Among Thieves. Not, Not multiplayer. multiplayer. 2008, Grand Theft Auto 4. Not mal- no, yeah, not, yeah nope. still no. 2007, Caleb's beloved Bioshock. <laughs> okay. 2006, Jade's beloved Elder Scrolls Oblivion. 
2005, Resident Evil 4. 2004, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And 2003, Grimm's beloved Madden NFL 2004. Multiplayer. Okay, so Madden. Madden so 2004. won in 2003. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So 2003 to 2016. Platforms, Game Boy Advance, GameCube. <laughs> it's been 13 years since another multiplayer game has won game it li- of the year. We literally just rambled off. I think it was two. Two. And no, to but, ten. But the, the thing is, the thing is with Madden, yeah, it has a ton of multiplayer options, but you can play a season by yourself sure. and have just as much fun. Sure. It's It's as much a single player is a, is a multiplayer. It is, but I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to the one side okay, that sure. literally hadn't had one since Overwatch. So for you to sit there and say I hate it when a multiplayer only game wins, it's like it hasn't happened in a century. <laughs> a century? Yeah. A <laughs> hundred years? Yeah, because you just said Madden doesn't even count. So before that, the, how far do the records go? We might as well just that's, say a hundred uh, years. That's when the records start. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I, it hasn't happened in a century, technically. But a decade is really what I meant. Let's see what our old pals over at IGN have to say. I just want to see if there's any. Well, while you're looking up IGN's uh, hog fooey of a list. (laughs) There's jumps around. They go years (laughs) on end without that. Did you just use hog fooey? Hog Hog fooey. Yes, hog fooey. I figured for Overwatch being the game of the year, utilizing Roadhog and hog fooey would be, you know, you almost, you almost recovered. You almost, almost recovered. It was so close that I just <laughs> lost it. IGN picked Halo in 2001, but that's obviously the best game of 2001. Yeah. Okay. So 2001. Good job. But this is this for IGN. I'm looking that's to see. That's still more than a years. decade away. This, and no. I'm going to call Button Masher Caleb out because he references in this question that he does not understand why a multiplayer-only game should be up for game of the year. Here's the perfect example as to why Overwatch, being a multiplayer-only game, should win Game of the Year. There is a a little friend of ours that is a friend of the show that likes to call himself BMC that purchased this game, thoroughly enjoyed playing it with us, and then sold it. Only to repurchase it so that he could play it again with us. How can that not be game of the year if you're purchasing it twice? Yeah, I'd like to ask him what other game he bought twice this year because I'm pretty sure it's none of them. I bought Pokemon twice, one for me and one for Al. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's a little different, but I just I, I don't know. I have I give Overwatch this win. Hands down. I believe it deserved it. I did not want to see the it the expected game, you know, Uncharted you know, whatever that whatever that big Sony driven or you know, Xbox didn't really have one. Like Gears of War wasn't going to win ge- Game of the Year as much as I enjoyed it. It wasn't going to win ge- Game of the Year. So like when Overwatch pulled it out, because I was like, I'm going to take Overwatch. They're going to win, mul- you know, best multiplayer. You know, they might win best art director, whatever. Like I'll I'll be happy when it won Game of the Year. I was pumped because for like. So many times you go into that particular award and you know who's going to win. Now, one thing that Overwatch differs greatly from other entries into that list is it is on three platforms, the three leading platforms in gaming. A lot of those were exclusives. So at least several True. of those were True. exclusives. You're, you're 100% um, right. Not all of them, but there were several on there. Yeah. But this one has had a huge cultural footprint within gaming. You know, uh, Grim and I are at work at our job, and someone walks by and sees my Overwatch 
wallpaper on my computer and go, oh, so you, you play Overwatch? Like, guys at work, like, are all of a sudden now friends with Grimm and eat lunch and I because he found out that we play Overwatch. Yeah. Like, it, it's it's the game easily has had the biggest uptick and in influence for the year. And it's a new intellectual property. It's brand new. A brand new intellectual property that within the first eight months has spawned and been spawned a professional league, spawned a whole infrastructure that's going to launch next year because of the success of the game and because of the the rebirth, in my opinion, of the first-person shooter. I feel like if you think about first-person shooters in a in a more competitive standpoint, it had gotten kind of stagnant if you think about it how big and how great would a game have to be to kill the juggernaut that is battleborn oh god that i was right wondering there, why you started laughing at yourself that right there is the merit alone in which overwatch stands as the mighty game of the year you know who, can you know i who say something it? that's oh, legit no. you know who wins that you know who wins that award right battleborn because it killed itself <laughs> 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 Over, Overwatch release in May, so late quarter one, right? So it had three quarters in 2016. I don't know the exact analytics because I don't have numbers in front of me, but May I'm pretty two. sure every quarter it doubled the amount of active users on its servers. No, it did. You're right. The growth the growth of the players was out of control. I mean, and that's another reason why you have to consider it for game of the year. You can't just be like, oh, it doesn't have a campaign. Okay, how about this? This game is so interesting, and the characters are so interesting that it's one of those games I actually went to YouTube and watched their videos they released. Yeah. Because I wanted to know the lore around these characters. So these short animated clips they made, I watched them all because I was that interested. So, yeah, you can't sit there. Yeah, it doesn't have a story, but it also has 20 million players in eight months. It also does it in a teen rated package that younger players can also play and enjoy yeah it has 20 million players your game uncharted 4 i don't have the numbers in front of me it may not even have sold that many copies and by may not it probably hasn't uncharted's a big game but when we talk about games like well, they have been bundling it in with playstations for see a that's while. the bullshit yeah yeah you're right you are going to get that tweak but 20 million is a big number for a video game, usually equals a lot of talk, and we haven't heard that yet. I, I would highly doubt that, but I just, I don't know. Like, Overwatch deserved it. Uncharted is good. Doom? If you're going to throw Doom in there, I, I call bullshit because, yes, Doom is fun. I own Doom. You want to know when I own Doom? When I bought it for $49.99 as the $130 collector's edition. It does not deserve to be game of the year. Again, talking about footprint, Doom did not, Doom, Doom's cool. Yeah. Did not have the footprint that Overwatch has. Um, as of November, which is last month, um, global sales of Uncharted 4 is $4.72 million. Not even close. Which is a great number it's for great. a game. Yeah, absolutely. It's solid. But it's not even close. Like that's what that's what I mean. People don't. I th- I think the I think the numbers get. It's a single platform game. Yeah, that doesn't help it at all. Where Overwatch, yeah. I mean, yeah. So twenty the- million. You're talking twenty million Overwatch players. That's half. That's fifty percent. If it was a PS4 exclusive, half of the installment. Um, a little under half now. But half of the installment would be playing Overwatch right now. But like you said, it's on Xbox. It's on PC. It's on PS4. And 
the amount of people, it, like I, the growth pattern. There's not many games that had a growth pattern like that, other than I don't know, a game called World of Warcraft, which was made by the same company, <laughs> Blizzard, and then League, which was from Blizzard. Technically, these yeah. people left because Blizzard didn't want to do what they wanted to do. So, like, it's all spawned from this same company as far as the success of this type of growth within their games. They have something here, like it or not. People sit there huge. and be like, oh, it's a fortress, you know, Team Fortress ripoff. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. Yeah, but you know what? It's selling. People have fun playing it. It's People have fun on a competitive level. People have fun just picking it up and throwing snowballs at each other. That's the difference about this game is that it, it's for anybody. Yep. It's, a, it's a shooter that anybody can enjoy. Thank you for the questions, Buttonmasher Caleb. We will see you on Overwatch. Our next email comes from Tony Morelli. It's a Christmas miracle. You are visited by the ghost of Christmas past. He takes you back to your childhood days to show you the true meaning of Christmas. Feels rapey. (laughs) After about ten minutes of this bullshit, you realize that this dick is too damn preachy. So you ditch his bitch ass and go video game hunting for some classic titles Mm, that were cheap back in the day but are too damn expensive and unobtainable now. Oh, yeah. Aside from the obvious stadium events or gamma attack, what games would you snap up in your trip to Christmas past? Maybe it's one that you've never played all of these years. Or maybe the idea of $5 for a virtual boy doesn't sound so bad. For me, I'd probably get my hands on a Panzer Dragoon Saga for the Saturn. Game on, The Glitch. So I owned the uh, Saga for the Saturn uh, back before I was like a heavy collector, but I, I still tried to collect certain games and I got rid of it. And that is a huge regret of mine because my God is it gotten expensive. But I mean, I probably would go with what uh, Brick Bitch surprised me with right before we started recording the show. I got a uh, an early Christmas gift. Uh, it's a re- it's a reproduction, so let's not get excited here. Super excited here, but I I'm pumped that I get to at least try this game because I never got to play it, and if I could go back in time and buy it for, you know, like you said, retail, Little Samson, for the NES. So, like I said, Brick Bitch hooked me up with a really cool, well done reproduction in the case with a with a manual and everything like that, and I'm excited to be done with this show so I can go try it out. But that'd be one game that I would love to pick up. Um, I would also pick up... I, I own one now, but I hated paying the money I paid for it. I would pick up Earthbound in a heartbeat. Like, that game... It's it's like... People love Chrono Trigger. People love these... Like, Earthbound is so good. It's, it's a good RPG with such unique comedy to it. That I really like that game. So I'd love to have that uh, in the box. All right, if I were to go Dragon back Seeds, in the past. Dragon moving on. <laughs> if I were to go back in the past, aside from being able to come back to the present and hopefully not catch as much shit as I've actually caught for this, on a serious note, I got sucked away by Sega and played a whole crap ton of Sonic the Hedgehog, and I honestly wish I can go back and play more of the Legends of Zelda series. Good news, I have them completing the box. So like, just play them, and and, and just and take I them will. And play them right I, now. I'll you have download to play almost them. all yep. of them on yeah. your 3ds. Yeah, you own one on your 3ds. Yep. 
So don't even you know, need a time machine. You can just walk your ass yeah, upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish that I would have would have done that back in the day. You know. I will give you. I feel I will the give nostalgia you. of playing it as a child and then being able to re- refer back to it will be different for for you guys who've done it versus me. If I play them now, I'll get a different feeling. I mean, it's possible, but my whole thing is it'll still be a good feeling. Yeah, yeah. I, I will give you give you. I will. I'll understand your your point here a little bit. Is that that game? It's harder to play that game now. I I put it in on the 3ds or whatever, and I I enjoyed it, but it but I feel like today's games in some ways has ruined some of the retro games, especially the N64 era has not aged well. So when you go back to a single joystick with like the C buttons, it's clunky and sometimes it's it's tough to get through a game. Now on the 3DS they've tried you know they tried to improve it, but I still I still can kind of understand no I can't. I really can't. I, I don't know <laughs> what your problem is. It's a great game and you just need to play it. So the I recently on uh, our Motor City Gaming Instagram page posted some pictures of my gaming collection. It's a fraction of Grimm's. It's but, looking good, though. Uh, but, you know, I'm pretty proud that I finally organized it. I think it's looking good. Um, but the noticeably, and that wasn't including any of my Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, or N64 games because those are all hard to display. They are, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I strongly can see that the weakest part of my collection is Super Nintendo games. Yep. I have the Donkey Kong Country trilogy that Grim gave me for my birthday last year. Mm-hmm. And I have uh, Mickey Mania and I have Kirby Avalanche. Those are all the Super Nintendo games. Oh, wow. That's that's it. I didn't start collecting Super Nintendo until a couple years ago when Grim and Brick Bitch gave me my Retron. Oh, that was another great Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> they'll come they'll come from you guys. Um so so your your gaming wall is an extension of Grimm's gaming wall is what I'm getting in at. a lot of ways absolutely <laughs> it's I have a I have a PS3 that he lent to me knowing he was never getting it back yes. uh, that I started uh, you're my new BMC it. by the way absolutely like the only kills, is I don't buy things off you that's true I just give you them pity to you. me it's different back then I needed the money now yeah, I don't really care that's right you know, so. <laughs> now, now you you buy my friendship which is the greatest commodity it works I get a good podcast out of it that's right. you know, <laughs> I don't have to run the board anymore so but, I'm happy my Super Nintendo collection is super weak. So things I don't have. Uh, I don't have a cartridge of Link to the Past. I don't have Super Metroid. I don't have Castlevania IV. Uh, I do not have Super Mario World. I do not have uh, Super Mario All-Stars. I do not have Contra 3. Uh, you know, the, the list. All staples. Uh, I don't have any Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat games. I don't have Street Fighter 2. Now, some of these are games I owned at a time. Uh, that my brother took with him when we split our video game collection in half. But I'd go back to, like, 1997. I'd roll into a Funko Land. And I'd be buying up those games when they're, like, $9 a game or whatever. It'd be super cheap because games didn't hold their value in the same way that, you know, they, they sort of are right now. So, you know, I would just be scooping up those Super Nintendo games like they were garbage and I would just be stacked with Nintendo first-party titles, uh, get some of those other uh, great games out of the SNES library, and 
I'd be balling out because I love the Super Nintendo and it is something that I'm constantly sad that I have such a weak collection. But it's such an expensive system to collect now. That's it why is. when I got into the 16-bit era, you know it's still not that expensive? It's starting to rise, but Sega Genesis games are cheap. So I went out and bought a ton of Sega Genesis games for about three years. I, that's what I was collecting because, you know, three to eight bucks for decent Sega games. No one wants them. Super Nintendo games at the time were still like $15, $25 for anything that's even playable. So, Yeah, I mean, the uh, Super Nintendo is probably my favorite thing to collect right now, but it is, like you said, it's super expensive and... I didn't have it as a kid either. I was a Sega Sega kid. So, but yeah, I I enjoy collecting Sega for the most part. My unfortunately, my favorite thing to collect is Dreamcast uh outside of the Super Nintendo and it, it, I just I don't have a great collection on Dreamcast because it's outrageous. Well, anything that's good on the Dreamcast is expensive. Yeah, unbelievable. You're, you're not getting anything that's not trash from, you know, less than 15 20 bucks right now exactly and anything that's like a collectible is like full price full retail at this point yeah i'd also throw in uh metal storm oh yeah uh, that's still like and that's one i can still obtain now i mean you're still talking about 100 bucks on the low end but i would love picking up that game for five bucks like that game's so much fun yeah it is it's sweet thank you for the question glitch our next question comes from Eric Muller, and he says, Which company's Christmas party would you rather go to, Umbrella Corporation or Shannara? Oh, my God. Easy. Can I not go? <laughs> Stay home sick? Is that, a- <laughs> Is that an option? You're going to go home sick. Um, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> easy. I'm going Patient to, zero. I'm going to Umbrella because I like dogs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh no! I'm going to Shinara because the being in a, like a real life Resident Evil situation would scare the shit out of me. I mean, it wouldn't scare the shit out of me because if I went to the if I went to the party, I'm fucked. I'm not I'm not one of the survivors. I'm just one of the mindless zombies that they're gonna put a bullet in my head eventually. See, here's my hope: Umbrella Corporation. It's a big company, right? Hey, Umbrella Corporation, you need a janitor? I'll clean all that stuff up and I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Sell out. Get a job. Oh, trainer. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Would you rather be devoured by like zombie ghouls or would you rather sell out and live? Snake man way of life. You got a point there. But uh yeah, I'd probably go Umbrella Corp. Knowing that it's definitely I don't know a ton about again, I know it's Final Fantasy based. I know I know a little bit about it, but I'm fascinated, like, it's weird. I'm almost fascinated by Resident Evil in the sense of, like, what what strand would I get and what would I possibly become? <laughs> right. <laughs> so on the, on the sense of, like, I know I'm screwed, but I just am curious, I go Resident Evil. I go Umbrella Corp. All right. Eric also says, what would you guys like to see announced at the final, fi- final, final? Final fight. At the final, at the Final Fantasy 30th anniversary next month. Um, I mean, we got 15, so should, give me actual gameplay of Final Fantasy 7 remake. That's a good one. I, I, I don't know what else you could show me. I guess. What else do you have? 
I'm, I'm perfect. Here's mine. Ready? They've already said it. It was at E3. Give me when the release date of Final Fantasy 15's VR experience is going to be. Oh, I, I could see that. You probably will get that. That's what I want. Yeah. After playing this game, I'm super pumped, still into the hype of this game. I want to know when I'm going to be able to see it in VR. Especially playing through the world and how, like, and that's part of that game is the world is very cool. So being able to be, feel like you're in it would be really neat. Yeah. I just want to see how they'd be able to do it. And they do say that it's an experience. So are we going to get actual gameplay of Final Fantasy 15 in VR? Maybe. Maybe not. Are, is it going to be a... a a video of some part of Final Fantasy 15 that we get to watch and and look through the eyes of a, a character, maybe you know we don't know. Anything they're going to give me as a VR experience for that game is going to be great. I almost uh, I almost pulled a jazzy, and I almost said, "Oh, I wanna I want this game." And I was like, "Wait a second, maybe that game's already released. Let me look it up." <laughs> I was going to say, "I want Final Fantasy Tactics on your mobile phone." Oh, yeah, that's yeah, already, it's already out. That's already so out yeah. I didn't want to say that and then get yeah, an yeah. email and someone letting me know it's been out for three years. So Yeah. Calm down, test. We, we checked our facts, okay? <laughs> I, I checked. Electro buzz. Anything on Electro a buzz device. your Come asshole, on. okay? <laughs> well, Final Fantasy Tactics is great, and I think it would lend itself to the mobile phone. And here it is, already on my Android marketplace. There you oh, go. God, don't put that on that phone. It'll blow up. <laughs> Samsung. <laughs> Thank you for the questions, Eric. Next question is from Bob... Sorry if I mispronounce your name, uh, Ekdal Jr. I'm, that's what I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go call with. you, Bob Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler. Bob Ecto Cooler. Oh. Ecto Cooler Jr. That's the nickname we're giving him. You Ooh. got a dope nickname, and I love Ecto Cooler, yep. so it's a compliment. You're able to surprise your younger self by placing one gift under the tree. What would you give yourself, and what would you write on the note? I'd send myself the Super Nintendo because I never had one growing up. I'd write in the note, thank you for the cookies, SC. Happy holidays, friends. Bob, you may give me a nickname if you want. So we just did. Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler. Ecto Cooler. There you go. And then he puts, side note, I've added you as friends on the PlayStation I'm not going to give his gamer name just in case, you know, he doesn't want a bunch of randos, uh, you know, sending him uh, his information here. But if you want to be his friend, just head on over to the GameZilla group. Ask him yourself. Ask him yourself. Be like, yo, Ecto Cooler, what's your game attack? Yeah, that's, that's, that's how it would sound. You're right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he says, thanks for creating the podcast and a great community of people. Keep up the great work, guys. Oh, man, thanks. See, oh, it's nice. a great thanks. community of people, but not a great community of great people. That's right. <laughs> we can we can make Gamezilla great again. We can fill a <laughs> chat with terrible people. We will build a wall. You're a puppet. I yeah, false. <laughs> Not true. <clears throat> Anyways, um, thanks thanks, Ecto Cooler. <sighs> if I could put one thing under the tree, do you have an answer? I would send myself a Sega Dreamcast. With Fantasy Star Online. You and shouldn't say, do that to yourself. In the note, never lose good friendships. Oh, God, you are sucking up bad. <laughs> Holy shit. I would have loved to play Fantasy Star Online with you. Tell me that you wouldn't have loved being able to play Fantasy Star Online with me. I wanted everyone to play fa- <laughs> I wanted everyone to lose their life like I did because that's how much I thought that game w- was great. 
and and every and, and uh, our friend Doug, our our John, all everybody jumped in, but no, not Jazzy. He just had to go off and you know be cool, right? Be be a be a Churchill guy. Also, that's, that's his high school. Also, because it's older me sending to to younger me, the note would also say hashtag fuck you World of Warcraft. <laughs> Hashtag don't do it, <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be like, "Don't do what?" And you just won't know. <laughs> you'll be in fear the rest of your yep, childhood. Yep. I'll live in a bubble. <laughs> Every time you have to make a decision, you're like, "Was this what he was talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> I would be that asshole that would do that to younger me, wouldn't I? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you uh, have an answer, uh, Ebone? Yeah, I know what I would do. There were two NES games that I always wanted as a child and didn't get until 2015. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a while. Um, The guy who lived across the street who was older than my older brother, so I guess this guy was seven or eight years older than me, came over to play video games with us a couple times, and he brought a little game called Burger Time. (laughs) So I'd wrap up a copy of Burger Time and leave that for a young little dead-eyed under the tree. And uh, one of my brother's friends... Um, when we go over to his house to play video games, I have no idea what other games he had because the only one we ever played was called Bubble Bobble. Oh, yeah. So two oh, of man. my all-time favorite games. But I, I just, Bubble Bobble to me was the coolest thing ever as a kid. I don't know if it was the music, the gameplay. I just loved it. And uh, both those games I didn't purchase till 2015-ish. Uh, but I'd wrap those up and give those to young Ethan so I could have had more time with those games. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the the easy answer is the Super Nintendo. Uh, it's it's really like the one system that I missed. I played the original NES. I played the Sega Genesis, and and I went through most of the successful systems. I you know I skipped out on the uh, Saturn and stuff like that. But if I had if I could just if I'm allowed to dream about one item, this is ridiculous, and it wouldn't even fit under the tree, but this is what I would put. I would put a dual CRT-monitored <laughs> X-Men arcade cabinet <laughs> under my tree because That's I've legit. been – I've been – I'm kidding you not. You can't find them because they – like, long – I mean, they're breaking is what it is, is that they're, they're just – a lot of them are junk now, and they're so costly to repair. But I would lo- – like, yes, I know I can get a single CRT cabinet – x-men arcade but if you ever played that game with the dual linked crt monitors it was so cool it was just like ah, oh, i loved that game and i would love one of those the last time i played it on on the dual screen i went with brick Bish when she was touring oakland university and we were in like a cafeteria and they had it and I was like, oh, I'm going to need a break for a few minutes. Keep it, keep looking at the school you might go to. And I, I stood there and played it, and I was like, man, this is the best game ever. It's, I mean, it's such a fun game. I mean, it's not, you know, the, like we make fun of it all the time. Of course, the, uh, you know, some of the, some of the lines are famous yeah. for how bad they are. But that dual CRT was, it was just unlike anything else that was in the arcade. You know, you walked in the arcade and it just it just stood out because it was so. I mean, a it was so fucking big, but like, I mean, you'd put it in the basement right now and it would literally take up a, like twenty five percent of this basement. I'm I'm still a little bit regretful that we're not at the place we are with Motor City Gaming now. What was that? About two years ago, I sent you a Craigslist pro- post for a broken one. Yes, because if I lived in the area at the time. 
I would have made you go and buy this yes. and yeah. told you we'd figure out how to make it work. Yeah, you're, you're 100% right. I sh- that, that was a missed opportunity because yeah. the price point was – It was, was like 200 bucks yeah, or something it was, like that. It was, it was nothing. nothing. And, and the logic board was there, so it was just like – We just had to fix yeah. some screens, and yeah. at the time I st- it was when I was starting to get into my building arcade project, so I felt like I was like, I could probably wire the buttons at least, yeah. you know? Yeah, that was a, that was a mistake. A folly. Great – Great, great, great. Oh, that's a great question. That's a great, that's a great question, guys. I sound like Bugs Bunny or... No, you you just sounded awful. <laughs> awful. <laughs> awful. You're great. a nasty woman. <laughs> You're a nasty jazzy. <laughs> great question, Echo. Ecto? Echo? Ecto. Ecto. Right? Man. Ecto. Ecto. Like the beverage. Yeah. Like the cooler. Like like the cooler that the, we drank for years and have cancer because of it. Yeah, remember the, remember when we got Ecto the cooler on the, of the show like Sumerian twelve gods. shows ago? Did you finish all that Ecto cooler? I still have three cans. I've only drank Do the you? one. Can. Three cans? Okay. There's three of us. That, Why is it named? That here? is that is you have, sir, sir, you have reserve, man. You have you have strength. I would have burned through that bitch in a week. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a man of great. You're a hoarder. Composure. I'm a hoarder. So okay, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I honestly lived in over a decade of depression without <laughs> Ecto Cooler in my life, knowing I was never going to have it again. I have it. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, I have three times Yeah, I can have it again. Yeah, that's right. And you can't, like, I feel like if you drank two of those and you kept one, it's too much... Anxiety. It's too much stress. Yeah. yeah. The fact that you have multiple, have it eases you. It eases the pain. So somehow, Al's like, "Oh, I got ten free dollars to Amazon Pantry." I was like, "Order me Ecto Cooler now!" You know, I was like, "Get on your phone and do it." And she's like, <laughs> "And she, she, I swear to God, I'll murder you." She's, she's like, "I don't even know if it's good." I was like, "I was about to hit her." <laughs> Domestic abuse. <laughs> I was like, "I was like, what do you mean you don't even know it's good?" She's like, "You haven't shared one of those cans with me." I go, "We'll open one right now if you order me three more cans." <laughs> she couldn't figure out how to get the Amazon like oh no shop mo- free money to work, and then I don't think she ordered it, or maybe she did and told me it didn't work, and it's going to show up. I'm going to be super excited, but they discontinue it this month, so now I'm really anxious and I need to get home and go order more, <laughs> and need to tell her I don't care if she has ten free dollars or not. She needs to order me my Ecto Cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should try to at least grab one more case. Hey. All right, Bob. Well, you have the coolest nickname ever, Ecto, and you now have a best friend for life, which is Ethan, a.k.a. the Deadite Knight. Just a.k.a. Be, Snake Man. Just be careful <laughs> because now that your name's Ecto, if he runs out of him, he may try to drink your blood. I will sink my snake, <laughs> uh, my sna- uh, what, what, uh, uh, fangs into you and drink your blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, the next question is from Xander, and he says, Oh, man. I almost forgot to send a question. I hope it's not too late. And that's nope. all he put. Didn't even send a question. Liar. No, I'm just kidding. He did send a question. Sent a question? He did. Send- Fuck. Hey, Let's- we have that <laughs> holiday episode of Legend of Retro coming out this week? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Party. We'll, we'll, we'll give you more details shortly. Yes. Neat. Let's assume we get an Overwatch event every two months. That would mean the next one is Valentine's Day. What is a cool game mode they could play for Valentine's Day? And what new skins would you expect? I want a Cupid Hanzo. Xander. Two on two. 
where you can kill the other person, but your your teammate can revive you. Um, Call it Crimson Doubles and makes it Crimson Doubles in Destiny. And Grim and I are going to tear it up like we did last year. We did, we did, we did mess people up. I played my Crimson Doubles with probably the worst person I could have done it with. And I'm not going to name drop like gamer tags or anything, but it was Rob Ohm. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that his gamer tag? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we went in, we just weren't prepared. Like neither of us were prepared and it was just a hot mess. But so we got you, through we got through the amount of games we needed to play and, and won just enough times to get the stuff we needed I to get. I think you're so. wrong. I think I think what actually happened, if I remember this right, is you you did start with him. And it went horribly wrong. And then you finished your matches with me. True. And we got you everything you needed. Yeah. Whatever I, we couldn't I carried, get. I whatever we couldn't back. get with Rob. Yeah. Uh, we love you, Rob. So anyways, back back to Overwatch. Um, I want a, a Roadhog in sexy lingerie. You want a Roadhog naked. so <laughs> Just give it to me flapping in yeah. the wind. Just give me a naked Roadhog with a heart tattooed on his belly because he has to have something on his belly all the time. Deal so. and deal. Um, as far as a mode, I, I don't know. Maybe a maybe – a... I like where he was going with the Crimson Doubles. Well, yeah, he stole it from Destiny. Of course you like it. Snaked it from Destiny. Here's how I would do it, all right? You take the Ninja Twins. You play as a two-man team, Hanzo and Genji, all right? Hanzo is Cupid, all right? And he shoots the other players with an arrow, but it doesn't do any damage. It, like, taunts them to start slowly walking towards Hanzo for a couple, you know, however many seconds. Hanzo could deal no damage, so Genji has to come in once they're taunted and kill them. I am I am extremely scared right now, and I know that I know we're twins, right? I know I know that we we do this sometimes. Legitimately, I almost had an identical thought about that. Like it, it legitimately, I was like, "Is there a way?" This is my concept in my head. I was like, "Is there a way where a, one player can like take control of the other player, right?" And you just built off of that, but the second the second you started saying it, I was like, "Son of a bitch!" He literally just <laughs> took it out of my brain. My stop I, doing that, Jazzy. My <laughs> idea is better and slightly more creepy. I mean, sociopath, it's, creepy. It comes and goes hand in hand. It's you. You can only play as the lady characters. And I don't like how you said that. First, the of all. lady characters. <laughs> okay, the female. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and the the uh, the computer just plays as Roadhog, just hooking up them ladies and kidnapping them, and then you got to go save them. And if all your whole team gets kidnapped by creepy Roadhog, then you lose. Oh, so you're doing like a Halloween event where it's like a like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah like that. So yeah. yeah, it would be similar to the Halloween event where you have a computer player, but you know your 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 ladies are getting abducted by Roadhog, yeah. who's, who's lonely. So I think it's like I think that's a cool idea. Maybe a four-on-one type deal. Hanzo is the is the the uh, Cupid, but he's like an evil Cupid. And basically, if he hits you, if he knocks you, like let's say you die, right? Mm-hmm. He gains control of you. So you switch sides. So basically, you're trying to defeat mm. you're trying to defeat him, but at the same time, you could be losing your teammates 
where they have to fight against you. But all the teammates are females. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Why in the hell not? Nice. Now yeah. we're cooking. <laughs> and then, okay, and then uh, do we have a couple more skins we want to throw out there? Uh, Sweetheart Mercy, because Mercy needs a new skin. She hasn't got one since Halloween. Oh, I guess, yeah, Halloween. Halloween. So she missed out on, miss- on Christmas, which she could have been Angel Mercy, but... She uh, won Halloween, and she got one of the Olympics. True. I mean, a lot of people Soldier got needs Olympics. something. Soldier needs, like, a... Where he's got, like, a rose in his mouth or something like that. It's like the super, like, lover boy grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> lover boy grandpa. He's old man. I don't know. Like, he's not going to get younger. I guess he could... I guess he does have skins that make him uh, younger, but still. I'd like to see. I mean, Soldier got a Halloween one too, so I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think of someone that maybe has been gypped, but it looks like they've balanced it out pretty well. Um, Farah could also have like a Cupid sort of thing going. I think Zenyatta should get one, but instead of the orbs, he shoots like those little candy hearts, and every oh, time one hits yeah. you, like a little thing pops on your screen Winner. that says some sort of like little candy heart saying like "kiss me" or you know. Oh, if you get if you get hit if with like hit an orb of discord, it's like it's like it's like you are in love. Or, yeah. you know, you get hit with <laughs> that a buff, would, like. that's that's I that's a winner right there. That's a great idea. That's a really good one. I like that one a lot. Here's a I got a skin. Uh one for Sombra that makes her relevant. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think oh, they can pull that off. And it's where Sombra catfishes people. She hacks their accounts <laughs> and tricks them into falling in love with her. Oh God! Sambra, Sambra is now on Team Roadhog. Every time you get women. every time you get hacked, it's just like a big stamp that comes across the screen. And it's just, you just got catfish. Yeah. Got- <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then the MTV show starts. <laughs> Game just crashes, and you gotta watch a whole episode of the MTV <laughs> show Catfish. And I do, lo- I do love a catfish marathon. I do love watching these people in like idiotic distress. They're like, "Could he be lying to me?" Like all the pictures he sent you are literally pictures of Ryan Gosling. It's probably a butch lesbian trying to lure you into her spider trap, lady. <laughs> oh man, you're being catfish. You shouldn't need to call MTV to figure it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. There's our there's our Valentine's. Uh, yep. I did hear. I mean, one rumor that we have that we we do know is going to be getting a skin is because of the commotion over her Christmas skin is that they have said May will be getting a new skin. What's the commotion over her skin? So her skin is basically her stock outfit, just different colors with a Santa hat on. Nice. Yeah. So they're like, oh, and it's and it's a legendary. So they're like, this doesn't deserve to be a legendary. Should be an uncommon, but people freaked out. I mean, like all over the internet, just just raising hell over a skin to find out. It's because gamers are stupid. To, I'm right. that out yeah. there, there's a big portion it's of true. gamers that but are the, dumb. The thing that a lot of people don't know because they didn't even bother is that when you go into the game, this is one of the first skins that actually affects her abilities. Yeah. So cool. when she freezes as an ice cube. She actually freezes as an ice, like uh, as a snowman. Yeah, and super it's actually cool. super cool. It. So like I, like people just need to calm down. But nonetheless, Blizzard said they're going to be bringing. A, oh yeah, give it to him. Red alert! Massive butthurt. Yeah. Critical damage detected. Red alert! Massive butthurt. 
critical damage detected. Yeah, we've been saving that for a month. Yeah, I'm gonna be so buttered yeah. on the best, show. The best part is that we were u- ready to use it for one of us, and we got to use it on all of you. Yeah, yep. Butthurt Overwatch. Yeah, butthurt Overwatch fans. You need to calm down. All this oh, deep. I could have used it on BMC when it's all salty about Overwatch. Yeah. Hey, Caleb. Red alert. <laughs> <laughs> critical damage detected. Suck it, Caleb. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, all this DLC is free. We're getting it every couple months. Like, calm down. Like, seriously, yeah. it's it's a cool it's a cool outfit. Like, you're... the snowman itself makes me like that outfit. Yeah. I hate to so. break it to you, but you're playing a first person shooter. Like, you can't fucking see it anyway. That's right. my point the whole time. We have people that are our friends dropping like forty and sixty dollars on these skins. Well, you don't even look at your own character. You get to see it in like replays though, or I can watch his once I'm dead. Don't <laughs> Don't yeah. care. Or at least I can see other people's skins. At least I know that when people see me, I look sweet. The only thing that they're seeing me is a hook murdering them. Which, That's all they yeah. see. Which you want the new you want the new Roadhog skin. I want all the Roadhog skins. I've got no I I literally have zero skins for Roadhog. I'm still playing base Roadhog skin and he's my main. Wow. Because I'm not gonna spend money on it. I know, but still, out of all those loot boxes, that's never, a, never once. So that's that's you have again. to have enough gold to get. Uh, some of them are like seventy five gold. Yeah, but I'm gonna save my gold and get the shark one. Yeah. the coolest. Yeah, the coolest of all of them are just like one. his legendary skins. Yeah, absolutely, or whatever. Yeah, the 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 gold skins. Yeah, but I'm not gonna spend money on. They save it for that. It's cool. Cool. And our last question comes from Matt Chops himself. It's time once again. For would you rather? Oh God! <laughs> would you rather have the ability to fast travel to any location you want, and it would take you five minutes to get to the place that you pick, but your clothes do not travel with you, so you are <laughs> naked when you get there? Oh or, God! Tame any animal you see to become your companion, to the point you can communicate in your own way with each other, but you have bad allergic reactions to them. (laughs) Ethan, give me the bell. Commence the bickering, love chops. <laughs> oh man, this is a tough one solid, because I have dilemma. it's a solid dilemma because I really love the idea. I hate traveling. Like we'll be going to pack south, and I'll just be like, "Fucking airplane, get us there faster now!" I want to get there. Yep. The Nintendo Switch is in San Antonio. Why am I not there yet? Exactly. And but Longest I will four and a half hour flight of our life. I will arrive happen. at San Antonio naked if I fast travel. And I do have a tiny penis. So. That was my thought exactly about <laughs> myself. I'm like, listen, I ain't wowing anyone when I show up. Yeah. I just have, like, shame. Just <laughs> genetic, genetically handed People down People look down there and then they look back up to make sure I'm a man. Yeah, they they think that I'm just a really, like, they think I'm just a, like a toddler that's, like, really close to them or something. Like... Like, whoa! And they're like, no, that's a full-size man! They just thought I was, like, at a distance or something. That's another perception. And, uh, no, it's it's a man. They're like, it's enough enough hair that it's clearly not a child. 
<laughs> That's all that's there, though, is hair. Yeah. <laughs> Full-blown, full like, toddler from the waist down. Full-blown, like, barbarian chest hair, like, purebred man from the waist up. You're you're painting an accurate picture. <laughs> sure are. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. So here's the thing: I'm married, and I'm I'm not trying to impress anybody. And I like the fact that I could get places fast. I'm going with the fast travel and the shame. Oh, hell yeah! I don't care how fucking naked I am. I get to play the <laughs> switch. All right, faster. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're naked. You have a tiny dick. I don't care. I'm playing the switch. Bitch. Also, think about this: me. you're in San Antonio. You're in your hotel. The alarm goes off. You just get up and go. Give me to the Nintendo booth, and you're there. And I mean, you're naked. You're probably getting thrown out, but you at least got 30 seconds of playtime on the Switch because no one else is there yet. Right. Fact. Or you grab some Nintendo stickers and you just smack it on your tiny dick, and that way you're like, "Hey, I'm I'm just I'm part of the uh, exhibit." Now, I'm supposed to be the the mutual party, so I'm gonna throw out a thought that I have that's gonna back up your guys' thought, but then throw out some thoughts of my own. One, he didn't say body paint doesn't travel with you, so paint your body. <laughs> he said clothes. Tattoos. Yeah. just Permanent paint. Yeah. There you go. Just keep yourself shaved up and uh, body paint or tattoo yourself to look like you're wearing some sort of clothes. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll even tattoo like a six pack on myself or something, you know, yeah. have it look real trashy. Uh, so that, that is Spray a, tan. That's an option for you to make you look a little bit less like a prevert. Um, I so would also 60 seconds of play instead of 30. I yeah. would also imagine that maybe if you like keistered uh, like a thong in your butt, I think it would probably travel with you. Probably. So you, you could probably pull that out of your butt and put it on. Or how about this? You eat your clothes and then you shit them out when you get there, put them on. Mm, I don't think it's going to work as well as, <laughs> I don't think it's going to work as well as cramming them up your butt. Um, oh, oh, here's a genius idea to prove that I'm super smart. Those, like, T-shirts are, like, vacuum sealed to be really small. Yeah. You could have one of those in your butt. <laughs> you just open it up, and it expands, and you put on just that wrinkly I just like the way butt. that you, like, emphasized butt. Like, the best, <laughs> hold on, the best part of all of this, right, is that his stipulation is going to be hot garbage. So he's going to vacuum seal a T-shirt, and he's going to spend... Multiple cans of petroleum jelly and Crisco now, to jam that shit up his ass, right? Nah, pretty loose. I got it. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm pretty blown out. I think I'm good. Then he's going to fast travel to wherever the fuck he wants to go. He's going to pull that baggie out, and that bitch is going to be empty. And he's going to be like, fuck. I'm going to test it. I'm going to test it, like, you know, somewhere I. I'm going to test it, like, I'm going to, like, fast travel to, like, a Kohl's changing room. <laughs> so then that way, like, you know if you've ever shopped at, like, a Kohl's, people just leave the clothes in the changing room. So I'm like, okay, I'll just put these on and go buy them. Like, I, I, I have... At least you'd buy them. At least you'd buy them. Yeah, like, hey, I showed em. up here naked, so I have to buy these. <laughs> but, like, but here's the thing. If I'm rocking a tall tee up my butt, it goes down to my knees. So then it's just like a man dress at that point <laughs> where you can legally wear it. Yeah, absolutely. There's people no be different like, than a dress if you're rocking a tall tee. There you go. You just cinch it off with, like, a belt in the middle <laughs> yeah, you just a man dress. it's fashionable i'm starting to fad what's going on here there you yeah, go i uh i got i distinctly remember one of those vacuum sealed i had a force unleashed vacuum sealed shirt i got when we worked at west worst purchase that was like a 5xl so i'd be rocking that boy up my butt and uh, i'd be good to go you could just take 
<laughs> you could just take the ends of it and tie them between your legs, and then you have like a onesie thing, like 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 an infant would have the little like. Yeah, I, yeah. What yeah, do they onesie. call those things? Onesies. Are they onesies? Yeah. yeah, yeah, onesie with no legs. So that's what you do, and that way, that way, you're you know, you're no matter how wild you get at the switch booth, you know, your 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 junk's not flying out. Now, I real quick want to, uh, because we do need to wind down the show. It's gotten extraordinarily long. It's gone <laughs> off the rails quite a bit. But I want to at least make a case for the other option. Cheetahs. Other option. There you go. My idea is... A time-traveling dinosaur. I am going to befriend a silverback gorilla. <laughs> okay. And in a very Scooby-Doo-esque twist, I am going to rig this gorilla up to look like a ghost. And Ghost Harambe and I oh, are, going to, are going to haunt the hell out of the Cincinnati Zoo. Oh. Can you also haunt the hell out of the family that caused all this? Absolutely. Okay. Then, so, yes, I'm in. But think of how fun I would have as like a sociopath haunting a zoo <laughs> with, he's admitting with it Ghost now. Harambe. So they're having like a nighttime. Like in the Detroit Zoo, they have like, oh, nighttime beers in the zoo. Like me and Ghost Harambe are rolling up on that. And he's seeking vengeance on people like, like you let my, my people be killed. It's going to be like Planet of the Apes up in there. <laughs> Caesar just looking mad. It's going to be like that. I'm going to be controlling these apes. And I'm going to cause all the apes to rise up and go, dicks out for Harambe. <laughs> <laughs> There's one thing that you failed to realize well, I'll in your plan. I'm super allergic, but it's cool. It's not cool. I okay. So I'm I'm one of the lucky people that has like little to no allergies to like anything. So knock on wood that I don't gain those in my later life. But I am around a ton of people that have allergies to everything, and they have to get shots. And I have people that like shove Kleenex up their nose or walk around with it because that's the only way they could breathe right when they have an allergic reaction to something. It's just miserable like it looks I've never had it happen but it looks miserable like I, I there's no amount of embarrassment from me being naked somewhere that would make me want to go through what these people are going through with allergic reactions right but you you just said you wouldn't so you'd be able to do that and then cause that amongst all the other people that you don't like you have a bad oh, allergic reaction right. oh no, yeah I so forgot, I don't I, I don't have them but yeah. I would yeah, so I forgot I don't that. Know I what forgot it feels that. Like. Okay, I can handle having the sniffles a little bit to control an army of apes. Yeah, technically, like, have you seen Planet of the Apes? Like, yeah. we lose, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> so instead of an allergic reaction, right? he's going to break Caesar. out in hives and rash. And, and he'll he's send his apes out to go get him ointment. All of the STDs just spread across his body. He's going to look like a silverback gorilla. By the time he's done. That's good. Then they'll accept him. As their as their god. As their god, yeah. So I'm like, the reincarnate Harambe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I god. I will be like I will be a god to them. I'm going time travel. Yeah, me too. It's not time travel. <laughs> it's fast travel. Fast travel. Fast travel, fast travel with, with nakedness. Well, you guys will need that to get away from my global takeover with apes. That's so. the advantage is that you'll never be able to get me. The, the best part is he wants to tame an, you're not. He wants to tame an animal, be allergic to it, and then he's going to have them all have their dicks out. So he's going to be naked anyway. So he's just blending <laughs> the two together, yeah. but in a very slow fashion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a great plan. <laughs> not saying you don't. I mean, I would join forces with you, so you would get my powers too anyways. Ooh, and then somehow we need to use that to steal Jazzy's power and make him allergic to the animal so he can suffer. And then we launch Heroes Season 4, and we bring the show back. 
mixed with you know crossover with Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Done. Done. You can't outrun my Harambe army, the cult of the Harambe. Would you rather option three make a blockbuster re entry of heroes into the cinematic universe? No, I take fast travel. I hate fucking waiting, man. <laughs> Two hours at the goddamn airport, four and a half hours on the plane, another hour and a half to get to the goddamn hotel, and then you gotta sleep even though you're all amped up just to wake up so you can go play the Nintendo Switch. Just get me there. Yeah. Just get let me walk through a even even if it was like, well, hey, you you don't you don't get to fast travel. You get this little device that you have to walk through, and the and the chances is that you, <laughs> when you get to the other end, your dick might be on your forehead. <laughs> I still would take it because I hate waiting That's while true. I travel. Plus, you didn't mention that like. As you're about to board the plane, they found out that, like, a leaf blew and stuck to the side of it, and now they got to check the whole goddamn <laughs> fucking plane for two hours to make sure it's safe. Oh, See, God. you guys are still thinking about this all wrong. You want to fast travel to get to your video game conventions? My apes will bring the video game conventions to me. Oh, I will never wait again. Get out of here. They will. Get out of they here. They will. They break all the equipment. No, they wouldn't. They're, they're too rough. No, they're not. They're aggressive. The That's baboons why you, are That's little... why you got to shoot them all. The ba- the baboons are a little <laughs> rough, but the chimpanzees are gentle creatures. Have you ever seen Congo? It's a horrible movie. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that has to do with, with your statement. It doesn't. I just wanted to there's say, gorillas, have you seen There's gorillas in it. <laughs> i never seen it. There's a gorilla for like 10 minutes. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's much it. It's a super it. boring movie. <laughs> pretty much it. Uh, <sighs> okay. <laughs> let's let's so close much. this out. Thank you so much for the Would You Rather Chops. Once again, everyone, you can send in your questions at info at MotorCityGaming.com or go to the GameZilla page on our Facebook. Leave your questions there. That's a great place to put them because then you can have all of our other fans interact and answer the questions in the actual page along with us answering them on the show. We have fans from the U.K., talking about games with people here in Michigan. I love it. I, I love going into this group and seeing that people are just interacting on their own. Like, we don't we don't have to sit there and post a poll every day just to get people to react. They're having a good time in there. It, it, we're, really, we're really starting a good community, and, and I'm, I'm excited that people are sending us friend requests to play games. So if you're, if you're on the fence and about sending us friend requests, about getting jumping in on, on some Destiny or Overwatch or whatever – we we're laid back. I mean, we we just we like to have fun. We're only really mean to Button Masher Caleb. We're mean to each other directly, but like uh, like that's just it's just our thing, you know. Like I hate Jazzy. He drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, but it's, it's because it's because I have to deal with him every week, and I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. But sometimes I just want to punch him in the jaw, like right about. Don't do it. No. <laughs> he said punch him in the jaws. You hear that? He's talking about jaws in a negative way. What? <laughs> the unleashed? <laughs> you shall not speaketh of the unleashed one in a harsh tone. By the way, I know you brought it up, uh, both topics technically, but um, happy Metroid Day, Horizon Zero Dawn. Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Battle <laughs> <sighs> Thank you. For listening to episode 136 of the GameZilla podcast, you can always listen to us every Tuesday, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast, 
And of course, MotorCityGaming.com. It's our website. Don't forget to check out and listen to the very special holiday edition of The Legend of Retro. That'll be hitting this Thursday. And you can find it in all the great locations I just rambled off. But I can't give you a whole lot about it. It's top secret. I was threatened and I value my life. So I will say that it is themed around a holiday game. And it is very, very good. <laughs> very, very funny. And a little bit like us off the rails. But you should, will you will enjoy it. There will be a little bit of a sneak peek about the Legend of Retro Season 2. Some of the upcoming things, possibly. But there's uh, there's some, some cool stuff going on uh, with that show. I, again, can't say anything just yet. But Season 2... They're they're really they're pulling out all the stops. They like the new studio and they're coming up with their own ideas and really really uh, trying to take that show to a whole other level. So if you're a fan of retro gaming, make sure to go listen to the Legend of Retro. We'd also like to thank the Detroit Beard Collective. Don't forget, it is your last chance to get the loved one the beard necessities. That he needs mm-hmm. or she needs beard necessities. Those <laughs> simple beard necessities. Buy a beard crate for the loved one today. <laughs> we are getting sued by a giant corporation. <laughs> but Detroit Beard Collective is damn happy because the sales just shot up two thousand percent. Uh, don't forget the code MC Gaming. <laughs> there That's a little late, but good job. You got in there. I was yeah. too busy laughing at your guys' great rendition of yeah. that song. It, it, we, we pulled it off. But thank you for sponsoring this episode of the GameZilla podcast. And once again, it is MC Gaming at checkout, the DetroitBeardCollective.com. We'd like to thank everybody for all the support that we've been getting. Uh, make sure to subscribe, hit that like button, leave us some comments on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, even on our own website. We love hearing from you. So leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if you want to, you want more of something. We're just not giving you enough mustard bust. I don't, whatever it is. Um, to give you an example, mustard bust was a recommendation from a fan. They gave us the idea, we built it out, and, and we use it from time to time. So, like, you have influence on this show, and we'd love to hear from you. But thank you for listening to our extra-long episode this week. We are the Elite DLC for gaming. And until next time, game, game on. on! Oh, guys, we didn't get to our shot-by-shot analysis of every single thing that happened in Rogue One. Here's how it is. You're in space. You're in the bathroom. Jazzy shits. Out comes a droid. Movie's over. The birth of a legacy. Hmm. That is about how I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>